0: Amen. I'm Merlin and we're a gay and his NB episode 57 thank you all so much for listening to another episode of a gay and his envy where we are talking all things reality television that we are watching this week we have so much that we are so excited to get into on this very special episode but before we do we got a few Uh, housekeeping notes to get out of the way, as we always do. Um, I say it every week, but I really would love it if you are listening to this, pause the podcast and go and leave a rating and a review wherever you listen to us, whether that be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. It's so, so essential to us that you leave that rating and a review because it helps us get into the algorithm. It gets us seen by more and more people. um, And we always really also just appreciate the feedback. So if you have any feedback for us, be sure to leave that in the review. Uh, We would love to hear from you. Uh, And your thoughts on what you're listening to. Um, We also uh, can – you can follow us across our social media as well on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Threads, all at Gay and its Envy, where we are posting new content every day new content every day excuse me including clips from the podcast uh, including uh, funny memes and sort of our initial live tweets of shows that we're watching uh, if you want our instant thoughts on everything go visit uh, everywhere on social media at a gay and NB uh, you can also pick up merchandise from us over at a gay is com, where we have a bunch of different designs that you can get on a variety of different items including t-shirts and mugs and stickers uh, and everything in between um, it's a great time of year to go purchase some and we would really love it if you get to rep uh, again is MB not just on your podcast apps, but also on yourself uh, and you, on your shirt and, and whatever else. And that you can get over at again as MB. You can also uh, submit questions to us over at uh, the social media platforms that I just mentioned or at again as MB at gmail.com. Uh, questions about stuff we're watching, just questions about life in general, whatever you have on your mind, um, and we may answer them on a future episode of the podcast. Babe, what do we have in store on this great episode?
1: Well, this episode we're going to talk all things Not Bravo. So, <laughs> let's we're we're going to talk about uh last week's episode of House of Villains. Uh this is turning out to be one of the like most entertaining shows on television right now. I'm loving it. It's such a
0: classic throwback
1: mess. Oh, it it's absolutely a classic throwback mess. It really does hearken back to like the origins of reality television like the old school mtv shit yeah um so i'm really really enjoying that um we're also going to be getting caught up on this past week of big brother uk lots of shenanigans going on over there in london town um and uh we're loving every second of that as well but before we get to any of that Let's get caught up on this season of Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, so
0: we've been watching Dancing with the Stars uh, periodically uh, throughout the time. Uh, we, uh, if you can go back and listen to uh, a couple weeks ago. We talked about the debut episode, um, but sort of everything that we've been watching in the meantime. Um, I, I've, I feel like I've really gotten back into enjoying this show. Like it's something that I haven't been watching like every year. I'm not like the devoted sort of like right. We're not the devoted Dancing with the Stars household. It depends on who's on the cast, right?
1: And, and of course, with Ariana on there, we had to tune in. It was right? a good,
0: it was a good end to sort of like get us into it. And I I actually think it's been a really good season so far. Like, I mean, it has similar problems that Dancing with the Stars typically does that we'll get into because of uh-huh. the nature of the eliminations and how the voting works and all that stuff. Which, I mean, we it feels like the conversation gets had all the time about like you know if it's an actual competition, shouldn't it be about that? Right. But I mean, apparently not. <laughs> I, I With 32 seasons in, I don't think we're going to convince them to be like, you know, switch it up at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, it's exhausting
0: um,
1: when um, certain people are still there and certain people are not. And Well, I mean, I'm not really mad at who has gone home so far. Um, I think they've been pretty good at it for the most part until the, like the last two weeks. It's just the fact. That we are still having to watch Harry Jousey out there
0: every Uh, fucking week. We tweeted about it. Look,
1: he's sweet, right? He's just such a himbo. And he's pretty to look at. I get it. I understand.
0: And he's made some improvements, I will say. Stop
1: voting for that man. But, like... Let him go home.
0: I just think, like, I don't... I, I still can't fully understand, like, what the appeal is. He's from Too Hot to Handle. I don't even think, like... To my knowledge, that, like, is the most popular Netflix dating show of the Netflix.
1: No. He's not
0: from, like, Love is Blind or anything. So it's, like, I don't understand who is voting for him. And we, we tweeted about it, and, like, most of the response pe- people got was, like, oh, it's, like, 14 or 15-year-old girls that are, like, it's, like, I guess, but, like. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> like
1: it's, somebody take their phones away. Their children, ground them. <laughs> yeah. Like
0: stop. It's like two so two like 2 weeks ago Mira went home. Mira Savina, which I thought was really depressing and sad. Uh-huh. Like, I got I'm glad that she got to do her Romi and Michelle dance. Yes. Like it was perfect timing in the sense of like we, it, I would be mad if she went home earlier before getting to do that dance. Right. Um, which I also loved. The, I, I thought it was so good how they did it, too, with her daughter, like, coming in play and sort of all that Yeah, thing.
1: that was really nice.
0: Because I didn't know her daughter, like, is in an actual, like, dance troupe. Are they uh-huh. called troops? Okay. <laughs> some reason, when I think of dance troupe, I think, like, I don't know, like, bring it on or something. Well, like, anytime
1: time like, I think of troupe, I think of troupe Beverly Hills. Like, that. that's what my brain goes to. <laughs> so... <laughs>
0: But, so, yeah, she went home over... Harry, and that was, like, a really bad week for Harry, if I remember correctly, to where it was, like...
1: He's had one good week. Yeah. And yeah. that was, like, not this past week, but the week before, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. Like, he's... And, and like, he is... M- Like, he is on beat more times than not than, like, the first week. And that's, uh, you know, good. But, and then, spoiler alert, like, this week, like, uh, fucking Mauricio went home. And I was actually really sad about that because I actually thought Mauricio was, like, one of the bigger success stories of the season. Right. Well, and, like, last week he had done that contemporary
1: dance that was phenomenal. Yeah,
0: and also uncomfortable.
1: (laughs) It, It was uncomfortable because it was at the same time that... The photos of him and his dance partner, you know, holding hands walking down the street came out. Yeah. And Beverly Hills was premiering last week. And we'll get to, to that. Like, we talked about the premiere last week, but we'll talk about the new episode on the next episode. You know what I mean? Anyway, um, but like, it, it's just all of this drama last week. And Kyle had, like, rescinded her support of him online. Right. And it was, like, all that stuff. And then he did, like, the That weird ending to the dance where they were basically scissoring (laughs) and it was like, are you telling us that this thing with Morgan is real between Kyle and her? I don't know. And so, like, it was awkward, but it was a beautiful dance. Like, if you take all that weird context away from it, the dance in and of itself was gorgeous.
2: Yeah,
0: And I honestly didn't expect that from him going in He really was coming like I mean he kind of we he kind of was like old dad dancing like at a bar mitzvah like in the first yeah. episode and he had that one moment that one week where he completely flubbed and like sort yeah. of like so it was great to see him like gen- you could see genuine improvements in what he was doing so I felt like that was that was the worst time in terms of like him going home. Like I would have it came down to Mauricio, uh, Harry Jowsey and Allison Hannigan this week. And they don't they don't say these is definitively the bottom three, but you know, we can right. refer. Um I love Allison Hannigan. I th- I think sh- I'm I'm I don't want I would have preferred Harry go home one hundred percent. But it was like if the between Allison and Mauricio, I kind of would wanted to see Mauricio grow a little bit more. Yeah, and I,
1: I again, I love Allison Hannigan too. I'm a huge Buffy the Vampire Slayer um, fan. Yeah, so like I have loved Allison Hannigan since the '90s. Um, but they finally started to acknowledge Buffy, uh, right?
0: I know you were mad about that the I, first I was, episode. Mm, we talked about it,
1: um, but I, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like she's maybe plateaued. Yeah. And she has gotten better. I don't know if there's a lot of more room for her to grow, Mm -hmm. which I'm fine with. She's gotten to the halfway point. That's a huge. But the problem is, is that Harry Jousey had one good week. Every other week has been trash. Yeah. And it's like send his ass home. Stop making him get out there and make an absolute fool of himself.
0: Wasn't there like wasn't there a point with Dancing with the Stars where they had certain weeks where at least the they narrowed it down to a bottom two, and then it was the judges' vote on who goes home. Well, what I feel the, like they need to bring that back, even though I've been annoyed with the judges sometimes this season.
1: What they have done is they used to have a judges' save, yeah, and they don't have that this season. Um. It's kind of, I think it kind of worked like the judges say, or like the, on uh, Project, uh, Runway. Project Runway, um, that sort of thing. Yeah. Where, no, this is a voting issue. This is not a you deserve to go home issue. You're not going home this week. Mm-hmm. Um, But it had, I think it had to be unanimous a- amongst the judges. And uh, yeah, but it was a, it was a whole thing. Right. Um, but they don't have that this year, so there was nothing – well, and the thing is is that it's not like Mauricio wasn't at the bottom of the pack. He was. Right, sure. It, it's not like this was Ariana or Jason Mraz at the bottom and they went home because of fuckery on the voting.
0: That's the point where I'm going to start to riot if that ends up getting – if it ends up reaching that point because, like, that – like, I I can give them two more weeks. I can give them – if. No no I'm I don't want to put this out into the world. Harry needs to go home next week. Sorry. Yes. So I I you know, but like Allison like we mentioned is kind of plateaued to a certain extent. I can maybe also see Barry Williams. Right. But, but I also love Barry Williams and I actually yeah. think he's been really underscored this season and I think he's like yeah. like actually way better than I thought he was going to be.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um
0: but yeah, once they get past that in terms of like that stuff like Harry needs to go 1000% and it's like but it's like like we said like this is a common issue on Dancing with the Stars like I remember at least in the news like even though I didn't watch that season like I remember it recently happening like when Sean Spicer went on and then all the Trump people were voting for him and he, yep. like good people were going home because like yeah it's and it's happened for you know long, years and years and years Well, on and show. it's
1: also like the the basic it's it's kind of weird That Dancing with the Stars is kind of an older generation show. And so it tends to have more of a right leading audience. Sure. So the Sean Spicer thing doesn't surprise me. It's it's the little teeny boppers voting for Harry. That surprises me. Y'all up at 9 p.m. watching ABC? Go to bed. (laughs) Don't y'all have to be like the sun is down. Go to sleep. Go to, go get your little um, Wellington bear out of the closet and go sleep because the sun is down.
0: Yeah. and it's, it's,
1: it's past seven.
0: And it's odd. Like, I mean, we were doing a, well enough to a certain point. You reminded me on the car right up here that Jamie Lynn Spears was on this season, and I had totally forgot about it. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, like that was just a distant memory. <laughs> like,
1: Yeah. I think she got to second week. Yeah.
0: Right? yeah. And they're like, no, you're good. Like, which I think is fair. Like, yeah. Yeah. Good good on you, but, like, the rest of the voting public needs to shape up a little bit. We'll also get to it. I know it's a different voting public, but with um, Big Brother UK. Yeah. It's like, I'm I'm at a point where it's like, I don't know if I can trust the public. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if I can trust y'all. Because they keep saving people that ought not to be saved. We've learned from political elections past we can't trust y'all. I don't know if I can trust you in the, like, school shit. So there you go. Apparently.
1: So uh, who do you think – who are your favorites to win at this point?
0: Um. So, I mean, Ariana. Right. And not just from, like, a biased standpoint of, like, us loving her from Vanderpump Rules. I actually think she a- has been amazing this season.
1: Genuinely one of the best dancers I think out there. she
0: has the – the potential to be the first bravo person to win the Mirrorball trophy like right. I, I mean carrie ann said it this week that she has the potential to win right so it's like that's big i think she she gets the movement so well i think her facial work is like bar none no one's beating her in that department this oh reason. yeah no. like she has really known she knows how to mug a camera she knows how to get into character she knows how to like do the rise and fall of those things and like that I really really love seeing her do, uh, like the just the moment of like the like they had the whatever the your favorite your your most important year week yeah. where they had it's like a, based off of a story from them and it was about obviously the stuff this year with Scandal and like all the stuff that had and that like stare at the end of the dance that she does right into the camera as she walks off like is it's like, so good it's so it was chilling I had goosebumps on that dance um I would say her um Sochi. Yeah. I think is cons- consistently doing well, even though I was, ve- I mean, I was worried this week because of that potential injury that might have happened. Which, yeah, but then she ended up
1: winning the, the dance-a-thon at the end, so it was like,
0: girl. Yeah, she definitely switched to flats for that. Yeah, she did. But I'm one. I'm hoping she'll stay in because she is very talented, and I think, like, much like, she and Ariana are kind of the biggest, I would say the two, like, competitors nipping at each other's heels i mean they were the final two in that dance-a-thon where it was like when they got to that i was like oh this is the rivalry kind of not to pick them against each other yeah but like those are the two that i think are going to be jockeying for that top spot yeah um jason Mraz is great i think it's been interesting to see him this week kind of like do something a little bit out of his comfort zone like yeah i can we talk about
1: the camera stare down (laughs) on halloween week (laughs) it was it was beautiful. I don't think I have ever seen someone so committed to character work yeah. as Jason Mraz in those interview segments right before the scores are revealed. It was like you it was a masterclass. It was beautiful.
0: Really, really top notch though. and and you were saying like that with, and also the makeup work they mentioned it in the thing, with like how like it just looked itchy and like yeah, really like irritated. It, well, then he
1: was like, I love how everyone else got to be pretty, and this is what I ended up with. Yeah, thanks everyone.
0: <laughs> and and if I'm picking a fourth, uh, it would be charity. It, it, to she, me, it's she, either Charity or Lele Ponds. Yeah, I think Lele, Lele's improving a little bit. I think they're wanting a little bit more from Lele. I, I've agreed with their critiques on her in yes. certain regards where like things get a little sloppy in moments or not as refined. Um, I I think Charity had the best dance of the season so far, that that contemporary one where she does the big trust fall in the beginning. Oh, of
1: yes, that, off of that scaffolding. I was like – Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> you couldn't pay me – Oh, money. absolutely not! Like to like, I've known you for how many weeks, and I'm just gonna yeah. Um, that was the best dance of the season so far. Like, yeah, I am shocked no one's gotten a perfect score yet. I we were talking about like how it I, it gets annoying. I get you have to pace it throughout the season. Yeah, but it was like that was such a perfect score, and then I yeah. think Ariana's this week also had the potential to be perfect score worthy, and it was just like.
1: Well, what what irritates me is when you have comments like,
0: you could win this show, <laughs> yeah. and then you give her a nine, Carrie Ann. Carrie Ann is on something this season. I mean, she's, for, from what I know from people who watch extensively, like Carrie Ann. Can Carrie to... Ann's always been on something. <laughs> oh, can we talk about the week? What I forgot what week it was where they were judging. Uh, they were giving the critiques to Layla A. Um and then she like does her segment. And she she interrupts into Derek's time and goes, "Oh, and there was a lift by the way. There was a cuz she hates lifts." in like Well,
1: it's not about that she hates lifts. It's that lifts For certain dances. Right. Certain like in ballroom dances cuz there's like different categories, right? Um in the Latin dances lifts are allowed in the um more contemporary dances lifts are allowed. But, in the more classic ballroom dances, you cannot do lifts. Those are like in like the structured dancing competitions, a lift will get you disqualified right so that's what she's talking about um for anybody who's not aware of that sort of arena um but yeah that so she's like being strict, but she's being less strict than it would be in real life, so yeah. like She's she's trying to give the spirit of this is still a ballroom dancing competition. And right. we like need to stick to the rules and stick to the spirit of the dance. And if you're not doing that, then are you giving me a Venetian waltz?
0: And yes, I and I agree with that on that merit. But it was – so she was – critiquing the lift but like was like eating into Derek's like critique time and you could see Derek getting pissed and like flabber- like flustered in terms of like uh-huh. the clock was running out or whatever and he want – I can guarantee you when they cut that camera, he read – fucking carry Anne down oh yeah for that shit he was pissed at her the rest of that fucking night uh-huh and like he fumbled the also he fumbled whatever the score was he said it was like a seven but held up like the six paddle and i guarantee you it's because he didn't he was spent too much time like reading her the fucking right yeah Uh, Derek, yeah. Derek is not to be, uh, to, to be messed with. Um, speaking though of like the community and stuff like that, this is actually, that's actually a good time to bring this up. Um, the, the Len Goodman tribute that they did on. Yes. That was like, that was really stunning. Like in so many regards, both from a like production standpoint, like, like, like in terms of the actual dance and how it like flowed and sort of everything, it was really beautiful. It was great seeing, like, even like in the package leading up, where they sort of talk about Len. You forget that it's really a community of people, like yeah. within this. The ballroom. ballroom
1: dancing community is tiny. Yeah, it really is tiny. itsy bitsy. So, like, everyone has been judged by Len Goodman. Everyone knows that man. So it's it's really a, um, it is a worldwide loss. Yeah. Um and then when Bruno broke down at the Oh, oh, I, was oh <laughs> I was done. I was done. Like, like I'm almost like, like almost in tears right now, just remembering him breaking down. Yeah,
0: because they had the spotlight on Len's chair, and like, it's it, just it, it was, ugh. uh, it was so sad. Like, and you, you, it's one of those things where it's like you can't, like I can't. It's like. You can't imagine Bruno crying. Like like that Yeah. Like he's such that character and that's what sort of, so to see that was like you don't really have those moments where you see a larger than life character like that break down in that way. Yeah. Um yeah. So it was it was a lot. But it was a really, really beautiful job. Um and it was you know, they made sure to bring most everyone back. You were telling me there was that th- one of them because uh, there was, like, that controversy. Yeah, with-
1: there's been. I, I'm not sure about all the de- the details of, like, the scandal with um, uh, Karina Katrina. I don't remember what her name is. But it's something with a K. She used to be one of the, like, dancers that would win almost every year. Right. Like, she was top notch. Um, and she wasn't invited back. She was like the only one not invited back. Um, and I, I was like, you
0: know, that's just, that's not okay. Yeah, it's one of those weird things where it's like, well, when you're like have a network, I, I'm sure I bet it was a network decision, probably more than anything. I don't give a shit when but someone dies. Be. Yeah, you, you put shit
1: aside and you, you bring the family together. Yeah. Period. End of story. I think, I
0: think if it was more of that sort of like, if it was just that close community, like we mentioned before, that was running right. things and stuff like that, that when you get executives involved and stuff like that, they're looking at like, you yeah. know, it, it sucks that they do that. It's really just sort of like, I mean, there's so many wrong, things I wrong feel with executives like, in America, but I
1: feel like if I were the other pros that were being asked back, I would have not gone. Yeah. Because that's not okay to leave her out of that. Because she was on the show for a long time, and to, you know, just ignore her contributions to the legacy of the show is just, it's mean-spirited to me. Yeah, Like, there's no reason to, like,
0: to be it, that nasty. Yeah, unless it's for, like, some, like, major legal reason. I don't see what, like, yeah. like you know. Get over it. Like, I'm like, sorry. Basically. Um. So you, I know you asked me already, but like, what do you think? Who do you think is going to be your finals? Yeah, I think I think
1: my finals really because I think the if I remember correctly, the last episode has four has the top four, mm-hmm. um, and they do two dances each that night, um, and I'm I. I I think that the one the five that we talked about are definitely the top five. Mm-hmm. I think unless something wonky happens, um, three of those top five are definitely Ariana, Jason, and Sochi. Yeah, for um, sure. and then Charity or Lele, I think, are really battling it out for that final spot in the finals. Um, I don't know who it's going to be, but those are those are the Ones that I look forward to their dance every week. Yeah. And the rest of them, I'm happy to see them. (laughs) But, I mean, I'm not trying to be shady, you know? Like, it's, there's nine, no, there's eight couples left?
0: I think eight right now. Yeah,
1: because there was nine. There's eight after this week's elimination. So, um, you know, those, I think, are the top, yeah. Yeah. I think the top of the pack and then the bottom of the pack are, unfortunately, Allison Hannigan and Harry uh, and Barry, uh, Williams. Barry Williams. And who am I missing?
0: Maybe Lele? Well, no, Le- no that would be the three. Oh, be that the,
1: would be the three. And then either Lele or Charity. But really, they're not the bottom, they're the. They're in the top five. Yeah.
0: But to your point also, like, you know, differentiating the people that you want to see versus the ones you kind of like, oh, they're not. I forget how long Dancing with the Stars. It's like, I mean, it's two hour episodes. It's like long. like shit.
1: Well, the thing is, is that back in the day, they didn't have the ability to tabulate all the scores on the same night. It used to be a two night event. Mm -hmm. It used to be all the dancing was on one night. And then the next night, they would give you the results in an hour-long episode. And then they started, they switched it in the middle where they didn't do two episodes. They just, they did the the episode. And then throughout the night, they would reveal if that person, like the the revelation of who was in the bottom two was in order of when they were dancing and if they were eliminated they didn't get to dance that week
0: yeah 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 that's more of a fuck you because <laughs> you spent all week
1: working on that dance and you don't get to do it yeah you know and then like throughout the night they would go hey so um now we can reveal the next person to dance is Allison hannigan yay you weren't uh, eliminated this week. Go dance.
0: And, and also that pressure where it's like you don't even know. Right.
1: You're... You don't know until you're about to dance. It's so fucked up. It's It was so fucked up. I remember there was like five years in a row where they were doing it like that in the middle. Yeah, Back then, in the
0: days when reality TV did not give a fuck about people. Oh life. yeah.
1: And then Amer- American Idol used to do the same shit Oh, where yeah. you would vote one week and then you'd find out at the top of the next show the next week whether that person was still there and then they got to sing yeah it's like what (laughs) absolutely not crazy so and then you don't even know what order you're dancing in at that point or singing in if it's american idol you know you just okay well i hope i go first i guess i don't have to uh, that i couldn't my anxiety could never (laughs) absolutely
0: not uh, yes, but well, like we're saying, we're keeping a close eye on everything with Dancing with the Stars. We'll probably talk again at the finale point um, to give our thoughts on that. Um, I mean, uh, biased in my view, but I'm definitely Team Mariana. Only because I think she has the best potential, like I said, of any Bravo person to win. Yeah. Like, like in the history of of Bravo people being on the show. Like, Charity, you're lovely, but they crown bachelorettes the winners all the time. All the time. All yeah. the time.
1: <laughs> I, I I hope for i hope it's ariana if it can't be ariana i want it to be sochi
0: yeah she would be Um, my second
1: because i i just i absolutely fell in love with her in um uh multiverse of madness Mm -hmm. um she was phenomenal in that movie um you know, I'm a huge fan of the Marvel movies um, and all of that. So I know you're not. You don't give a shit. But
0: <laughs> I'm like, sure. Like, you, could, I could not name the movie she was in. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I have watched all of them multiple times. I watched them in order that they were premiered. I also have gone back and watched them in, like, chronological order in terms of the universe. Because they didn't all come out in the order that they actually happened in the yeah. universe. So I've gone back and watched them both ways. I like both orders. They're both fun. They both reveal different things. Um, Anyway, I really love her. She was great in that movie. And I I think her acting is like her and Ariana are on par with each other. in their ability to emote and their ability to really pull at um, the heartstrings when you're watching them dance. Um, I will say that. Sochi has done a little bit more lighthearted right. dancing, but she's young.
0: She's 17. It's you hard know, to it's, go
1: like. It's kind of hard to go fully deep in that pit of despair to pull from.
0: And Ariana has a lot of material. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's recent. And yeah. Fresh. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I just, i I think it will come down to those two.
0: Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, so that was Dancing with the Stars. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and then when we come back, we're talking the newest episode of House of Villains. Don't go anywhere.
2: Well, hello, friends. I'm your pal in the mainstream media. And, uh, and I'm the Riz. And you know, Riz, it takes years of strenuous, dedicated training before you're worthy to step inside a professional wrestling ring. But it takes even more time. To develop complex highly astute opinions about professional wrestling am i right that is correct yes. and you know where we can find that yes on a wrestling man that's right
0: do you want something new to put on your reading list are you feeling your holiday spirit grow while also being astutely politically in tune then you'll want to pick up the santa strike a new book by shanna Hamaker. While home in Midland, Texas, on a weekend visit with the eccentric uncle who raised him, Marion Wachowski, otherwise known as Mary, discovers a long-forgotten letter Uncle Joe wrote to Santa Claus. Mary keeps it to share with his girlfriend, Lindsay, and his best friend, Tommy. At first, they consider the letter to be nothing more than a silly lark. What kind of grown man would write a letter to Santa? But soon, Mary and Lindsay find themselves caught in a much larger mystery concerning many, many more letters to Santa, all surrounding the crisis of gun violence in America.
1: You can order the Santa Strike now on Amazon, available both on Kindle and in paperback.
2: Sidekick Media Services. We are your sidekick in business for social media, video production, and more. Find out more at SidekickMediaServices.com.
1: Welcome back to A Gay and a Let's head on over to the House of Villains where uh, Omarosa sends Jax straight to hell and the Jersey Devil herself throws a masquerade party.
0: <laughs> House of Villains for this week. I love this show. We mentioned in the intro, like, it's, it is a campy mess.
1: It is a campy mess. I love that
0: it does. I mean, I think we may have talked about it last week. Like, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's really a... just a vehicle for like fans of this genre. Like, Oh yeah. People who just want to see like craziness and just like, you know, and it's
1: almost a parody of itself. Like you cast Joel McHale as the, as the host of this show. Joel
0: was such the perfect, we'll get to it. Like was the perfect casting. I think for this, because he's going to take the piss out of it. Exactly. Like he, it's like, we all know this is a joke, right? Like, this is like, uh, it's so good. And yeah, I, and I also love the breaking up of the like where it's like we don't get an elimination every week. We get like the nominations to end one right. week and then the elimination. Like, I think that it's a good way to also space it out and use these people for as much as possible and sort of like. You well, know. and it,
1: it keeps it from getting into that. Um, that because it is still technically formulaic, mm-hmm. but it spreads it out so that it doesn't feel formulaic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so we come back as Jackson, Corinne are still strapped in their chairs, and and Joel reads the vote from the. They had some name for like the device. It's clearly just an iPad. <laughs> they, yeah, like, <laughs> it's probably not even an iPad. They
1: probably went like and got one of those seventy nine dollar like Android tablets from Best Buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Um, Joel says the vote is unanimous and Bobby goes, what does that mean? (laughs) But I really like Bobby. Like I didn't, we didn't know much of Bobby because we don't watch love and hip hop, but like he's a messy little bitch and he's funny as fuck. And like, yeah, I, I, I really enjoy him a lot. Um, yes, but the vote is unanimous. Jax gets eliminated. And I'm... then yeeted through the wall. <laughs> he goes, it was a lot of fun being here and I really appreciate it. And Omarosa goes, goodbye. <laughs> the... <laughs> the fact that
1: they gave that power to Omarosa and did not tell her that she had that power. Yeah. Just put the button on her chair and she just said... Hmm, I wonder what this does. Fuck you, Jax. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so good, fabulous. Yeah, Jax. Jax didn't have a long run in this show, and I no. mean, for a reason. Like, no, yeah, poor Jax.
1: Um, he and, may be a piece of shit, but he's a himbo piece of shit. He was never gonna last on this
0: show. Yeah, well, and and we talked about it. Like he didn't know the game. He didn't know. What, no, no. Like, he would have just been a complete bumbling mess. No, yeah. Um, They all leave afterwards, but Corinne is still tied into the chair and everyone just leaves her.
1: And and then New York comes back and gets her right. Tiffany's
0: like, Corinne, baby, we won. It's like, oh, my God. Um, Omarosa comforts Corinne and goes, even though I wanted you gone, I'm actually glad that you're staying. And Omarosa, in her confession, was basically, like, she's not a threat, so it's, like, I can... Yeah. You know. It's weird how they, like, there were moments throughout the, the episode where, like, Omarosa and Corinne were, like, talking with each other, and they were, like, next... And I was, like, they really just, like, like we tore each other apart, we did our job in the first episode, and now we're good.
1: Well, yeah. Like, Omarosa did that on purpose. Either she was going to get rid of Corinne, which got her out of her hair, and that was great. Yeah. Or it was going to be... It was going to put her in her place. And that's what ended up happening. Is right. that... Corinne got put in her place and now she'll curl up like a little puppy at Omarosa's feet and it'll be fine
0: yeah um
1: Omarosa
0: they're getting ready to eat dinner she really is the queen
1: like (laughs) I, I fucking hate how much I love her on this show like she's such an evil bitch but I uh she's so good this is the show for her
0: yeah um uh, Tanisha is uh, getting friendly with Johnny Bananas, and it seems like they're forming a bit of a friendship. Um, but she's like, "I'm also going to keep a close eye on him because it's every man for themselves or whatever." Yeah. I really like Tanisha this episode. I found her incredibly funny throughout, and really I hope uh, we get to keep her long. Yeah, I think she's going to be a good. I think she's going to be a really solid game player in the way that I've kind of realized this episode. I don't think Tiffany is going to be. I think. I, know. I think Tiffany is hilarious, and I think she's going to be. They need to. They still need to keep her. For as long as possible, but she's oh, not yeah. winning. Like, if there's, no, like, a... No, no. She really doesn't understand, like, how to, like, maneuver well, in the house.
1: And part of it also is that Tiffany has grown a lot since Flavor of Love. Sure. And she has matured a lot and really become, like, a much better human being than she used to be. Sure. In um, certain regards. In, in certain regards. But, like, she used to be hella problematic
0: oh yeah yeah yeah.
1: and like but she that, was, like, that like, was the
0: era like
1: sure but she has been willing to grow from that era sure. where some people have not um but she i don't think she's necessarily the villain that she used to be
0: oh no i don't think so at all
1: um she's still an iconic queen um and i hope she stays on to the finale just because i she's good television yeah um but, yeah, I don't think she's necessarily a villain anymore.
0: Speaking of uh, Tiffany, they're getting ready for dinner. Uh Omarosa says, like, is New York, you know, going to eat with us peasants today? There was a lot of these talk about, like, how – and it seemed like Tiffany was, like, sort of, like, distancing herself, like, sort of detaching herself from the rest of the group because she's with Corinne in the bedroom, and she's like, uh-huh. I'm not feeling good or whatever. I'm going to stay in bed. And so Corinne goes, and, you know, is like, she's like, go have fun. Corinne then goes to Johnny Banana's room, and he's playing his guitar. Corinne goes, why, are you, why are you up here by yourself? And Bananas goes, because I'm sick of people. That downstairs is just constant loud fucking shit. And then he says, Eagles fly alone, p- pigeons flock together. We just ca- cut to Tiffany. In her bed as she's apparently listening to all of this. like it's loud Not enough. all
1: of it. Every third word, apparently. She goes,
0: Johnny Bananas does not have love for New York. Because he was upstairs telling someone, she's loud. I really don't like her. And like, I love the editing of just like the decipher of like what she thought she heard. Right. It, I, it literally
1: was every third word. Because it's like, he wasn't, he was specifically saying he's making the same choices as you. To stay away from everyone else.
0: Well, and he also, if, if, if like, if, again, if there was, like, a strategy element to what Tiffany was doing, he was actually kind of saying stuff about everyone else in the group. Right. He was kind of saying, like, they're all, they're all they loud and they're annoying and blah, blah, blah. But he only heard it as she was saying that, she, he was saying that she was annoying. Yeah. So they're all in the living room, and then she finally goes downstairs, and she just goes, I just want to say, I heard you say pigeons flock together, eagles fly alone, I don't like New York. <laughs> like, um, no? Bobby's like, what happened? And Banana goes, I said to her, she says, like, why are you up here by yourself? I said, i like to be on my own sometimes. And then Tiffany goes, you said New York is loud and stupid. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Where did you even get that? I just cannot. Like... The- she really i don't i i need to i need her to like go in an interview and just be like what happened because like <laughs> um they get the message from eva the voice uh system to tell them to all meet by the bar then tanisha and her confessional i'm thinking i'm going to put my feet up have bananas rub some tiger balm on my back my shoulders and all my necks but apparently i done signed up for hell <laughs> She was great. She, had, yeah. she had a couple lines here. She's
1: was. a really good narrator. Yeah, every every reality show needs one. All everyone everything with a with a confessional type system. Everything like that needs a good narrator, and I really think Tanisha is going to be that for us for this show.
0: Yeah. So Joel uh, greets them, after, and this is like a couple hours after the banishment, so they're still fresh from it. Joel's like, I'm throwing you a party for surviving the banishment, and then the doorbell rings. Joel answers and goes, who is it? The pizza's here. Nope, it's Satan. (laughs) (laughs) Something about that line delivery was just like. And it's this someone, clearly a woman, in a, like, red satiny mask and has this voice modulator, which I was like, did they actually have the technology for that? Or did they just, like, fake yeah, it? Yeah, no, and... they did. Because I had questions on the challenge. Like, uh, when we get to it. Um, So they basically have to, like, ask Satan questions to figure out who it is. Um, I don't even know how they get it to it where, like, Tanisha, like, thinks immediately that it's a real housewife or whatever. And then so it gets... Well, I mean, they probably cut out some of the questions. Yeah. (laughs) They probably went off for, like, another hour. Let's
1: face it. There's not a lot of people on this cast who are necessarily geniuses. No. No, don't no. come for me i love you all but
0: i don't love them all
1: <laughs> okay i love some of them
0: <laughs> some of them i do not know and we'll get to uh, yeah um but she eventually reveals herself and it's danielle staub from real housewives in new jersey <laughs> like i love like, this t- bitch. tiffany's like i don't know her but i watch real housewives so you know she's clearly a big deal and fisa is like i still have no idea who this is <laughs> Well, nobody know who you are. Shut up. Yeah, exactly. Um, They then – so Joel then introduces the challenge, which is uh, called Two-Face. It's their battle royal challenge for the week, where essentially they all will be in masks, fully cloaked with these voice modulators in a party that is mixed in with other random people in the same environment. And they have to figure out who is who under the mask, essentially, of their fellow contestants. And whoever gets the most right becomes supervillain of the week. Um and gets all the power. Um, I love Bobby. <laughs> like they're they're going into the rooms to get trains. with her, and Bobby's like, "Oh, I'm fucked." <laughs> so it's like, because I'm like so obvious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to mimic. Okay, shoulders in, small. Like you're in, Like you're all petite. <laughs> <laughs> and and once yeah once he got it, ta- like once he actually got to the challenge and he started talking it's like it's so obvious like him and Tiffany. They have such a cadence to their voice and the way oh, they yeah. talk that it's like so it, it's it's it reads immediately. Um, <laughs> Omarosa, as they're doing the challenge at one point, says, "You know it's Bobby if he can't stop talking."
1: <laughs> yeah, it's very clear who Bobby is.
0: Um, they go they they're going about the challenge and all that. Omarosa is basically deciding that she's going to throw this. She's like, "It's not in my best interest to get it two weeks in a row. It's just going to increase my target." Right. Like, Almarosa knows the game, like, in terms of, like, how to play that in that regard. Um, They all uh, go through it all, and then uh, they tabulate all the scores once they've all voted on who they think who is who. And uh, Johnny Bananas gets eight out of nine. Johnny Bananas wins and becomes a supervillain of the week. And this is where my, um, look, I have a pretty
1: high IQ. I'm pretty, I'm, like, on the level, almost genius level IQ, not to toot my own horn. But... I couldn't figure out how he got eight out of nine for the life
0: of me. Because eight out of nine, that includes himself, right? Yeah. Well, no. The The thing is, is that there's,
1: there's decoys. But he didn't have to pick the decoys, right? He had a... No, he had to pick. But there's decoys to pick from. Right, right, right. So I was thinking, well, if there's only nine people, and that's the nine cast members... How did he get just one wrong? That doesn't make sense. Mm. You would have to switch two. It's impossible well, to get just one no, wrong. It, no,
0: it is. Because if you pick, if you but, say that someone that, like, if you say, like, Bobby, for example, is one of the decoys. Right. I was forgetting about the decoys. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. So if you're watching this episode, there are decoys. Don't forget. <laughs> um, because I felt real stupid for, like... 10 minutes. I could <laughs> not figure it out for the life of me. Um, don't do what I did. You're like
0: rigged. This game is rigged. I was like, what the
1: fuck? This is not mathematically possible. But I
0: I mean, that's a, that's what we talked about in the beginning, though, where it's like my like, my uh, disbelief is sort of put out the window for this show. And I was mentioning it like, I didn't know how they pulled off this challenge. Actually, I was like, I cannot imagine that there are actual like people with like voice modulation on this. Well, yeah. I mean,
1: they, they definitely have them. Um, I, it's just, it, it was a weird sort of thing. I feel like you could hear through the voice modulators pretty well. Right. It's but, like,
0: it's like, is the technology that good to where it's like, when, you, when, especially when you're, it's, there were too many things that could have gone wrong in the challenge. You know yeah. what I mean? From a production standpoint where I was like, I don't know how they pulled this off.
1: Yeah. It was, um continuous
0: exactly um so they go back into the house after the challenge and
1: (laughs) also they specifically i i love how when they were telling people the extras to leave they were like don't take your masks off because clearly they didn't want to have to like pay them for actually showing their faces yeah
0: yeah yeah it's like it's better than we don't have to make you sign like like
1: You will pay you for showing up, but we're not making you like. There's a whole thing with the release. We're not crediting you on the show. That's not happening. Well,
0: and when they were going through everyone, they were like putting arrows on like them of like you know uh, intern whatever. And one of them was Johnny Fairplay's grandma, and I was like, but is it actually like? Because that would be cool. (laughs) (laughs) That would be hilarious. But like people from like their shows past or whatever mixed in, I feel like would have been a fun way to also kind of like. Yeah, that would have been funny
1: if one of them was Jeff Probst.
0: <laughs> oh God! Pumpkins in there, <laughs> and she just walks up to
1: New York and spits on her and walks away.
0: <laughs> oh God! Um, so they, they they get into the house, and Danielle style is just like it's like she like was just like a squatter. <laughs> Yeah. She. I feel like she. Like again, we were talking with the Carol Baskin thing. It was like, is there people that like they wanted on this show but couldn't get? Some, like for like a full time position. To, yeah. Like, that's like, kind of what it felt like. She's like, I. At one point, Bobby just goes. She just wanted to get more camera time. She hasn't done a show in ages. <laughs> well, I mean, she was just on. She you know, was on Jersey that long ago. Yeah, like two seasons. Yeah, I don't think she'll be back. No, no. Because <laughs> that's a. <laughs> She, no, it's I. It's a tenuous situation when you. I, I think this episode was like the right amount that Danielle needed on reality TV right now.
1: Well, I mean, and she'll. I, I assume she'll still be on this next episode because when we finish the episode, she's still getting a tour of the house. Well, basically, at yeah. four in the morning or something. It's like what? What's happening? Shake
0: is giving the tour, and Bobby's like, "Why is he showing her around the house? He took her in my room." Then Tanisha says, like, she's starting to get pissed uh, at Shake because she's been cleaning up Shake's piss off the toilet. She goes, I needed Lysol, Pine Sol, Mr. Clean. Jesus, God. <laughs> so, yeah. And so the, the, I love that that's now the point of, like, Shake might be eliminated just because of how fucking messy he is and gross. Oh,
1: no, wait. They actually do go to the next day, so Danielle's not there anymore. Never sure. mind.
0: I, I mean, I I figured you were joking, but <laughs> maybe she'd just, like, hide out in, like, a storeroom or something like that. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if she got in that car and left, actually. <laughs> ah!
1: Just jump out of the cereal box or something. Who knows?
0: <laughs> Tanisha says, showing her around the house at 2 o'clock in the morning. This is House Hunters or HDTV? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we go the next morning... Um, Corinne is flirting with Johnny Bananas over coffee. Um, Ban- bananas at one point is like, if it's not you, it's Bobby trying to seduce me. And then we get this like compilation of like cute bananas and Bobby moments that have clearly been happening in the house and stuff like that. And then it ends with this photo of Bobby like on the beach, ass up, like like <laughs> full on like. <laughs> it's like what is ma'am? happening? <laughs> oh no. <laughs>
1: I did not know this was that kind of show.
0: Yeah. Uh, Bananas uh, tells uh, Corinne, your roommate wasn't very nice to me last night. Um, And is contemplating putting Tiffany up, obviously, for the blow up that happened. Um, And again, like Tiffany is like still like sort of to herself. She's in the bathroom saying that she's having like a rough morning and telling Corinne it's okay. And, you know, just like, again, I, I, I don't know what's happening where Tiffany's not like integrating with the group. Yeah, I think maybe she's just tired of the bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. Uh, it seems like next week she goes off, so we'll we'll see yeah, how how that gets to be. Um, they go to the pool and a bunch of them are working out, and and Fisa decides that she's going to attempt to get on Banana's good side and work out with him to like sort of endear herself, but that immediately turns off Bananas. Like when she leaves her second, Bananas turns to Fer- Johnny Fairplay is like, "Can you be any more obvious? Like about the timing, like." You know, you're not, that's not how you're going to curry favor with me is to, like, you know, in the last minute just, you know, do some baseless shit to mm-hmm. get on my good side. It's, you know, he doesn't really take well of that. Um, <laughs> Tiffany then, d- so they go all around the table because Bananas also gets to take um, two people on the excursion because he won the Supervillain of the Week um, thing to discuss strategy and, and all that stuff. Tiffany joins them at the table and Bobby goes, Well, now you'll be sitting at the table with peasants. Is that all right? And Tiffany goes, Bobby, shut up. (laughs) I already used that line. (laughs) But it's like, they keep making the comments of like, oh, you know, we're peasants and Tiffany's. And so it's like, I feel like something's happening that maybe we're not seeing or like.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, she seemed like. You know, the day before seemed like she was not feeling well, maybe. Mm -hmm. And like, maybe that's part of it. Like, she's just kind of been distancing herself because she's not feeling great.
0: Bobby interrupted
1: that beauty sleep that one night. That must be it.
0: And ever since then, it's gone downhill. Um, Banana says that he's taking Tanisha and Omarosa uh, on the excursion uh, because he trusts Tanisha. Um, but all and I thought it was smart. He's like, I'm p- p- taking Almarosa to remove her from the house to where you know she doesn't have an opportunity as much right. to strategize with people because she's a chaos agent. Right. I think again we talked about it in the beginning. I think bananas and Almarosa and Tanisha to a certain extent, I, I think are going to be the biggest game players and have the biggest potential in yeah, terms of
1: winning. And I think Tanisha's is kind of uh, undercover because I don't think people realize how savvy she actually is yeah because she in in confessionals she seems to be very aware of what's happening around her in a way that i wouldn't have expected someone from a drama centered show as opposed to a competition centered show yeah. to she's,
0: be. she's smart she's you know yeah she's very astute in that regard Um, but before they leave, Tiffany then goes, Johnny Bananas, before you go on your excursion, I want to let you know there is going to be no surprise when you put me in the bottom three. So I don't even give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I could not. And Bananas goes, thanks for sharing. (laughs) Tiffany is just like burning every fucking bridge she gets. Like, she has no favor in this house. I feel like maybe she just, I feel like
1: maybe something's happening and she's like trying. because she like she wasn't feeling good Mm. right and she was spending all that time in the bathroom remember when corinne came to check on her she's pregnant (laughs) i mean maybe but maybe she's just got bubble guts real bad you know when she wants to go home so i feel like maybe because right after that is when she started blowing up at people she was fine before then yeah so i think maybe she's like i don't want to be here i want to go home let me get Put in the bottom three. Let me fail the challenges. Let me just go home. Yeah. But she's doing it in a way that doesn't look like her quitting. <laughs> that looks like her being the chaos agent we know and love. All right. Um, that's kind of the inkling that I'm getting. We'll see what happens, you know, this week and next week as we get closer to the elimination. Um, but yeah, that's gonna be interesting.
0: Uh so bananas, Tanisha and Elmarissa go on their excursion to this place, Mountain Meadow Stables, uh, and they're gonna do animal therapy, which they're like, what the fuck? But then they just sit at this picnic and then they have all these puppies then just come out to play with and they shot this they shot this like it was a Cialis commercial. <laughs> like-,
1: <laughs> <laughs> like a Cialis commercial or like a Tampax commercial or like you too can be plummeted or pummeled. Pummeled
0: by puppies. Pummeled by puppies. At one point, Bananas has a pug, and he's holding it up like it's the Lion King <laughs> it's so It was like a trip. Like, again, like the campiness of this fucking show. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, Bananas pops the Dom Perignon, and immediately starts sipping off of it. And so he's just like, oh, come on. I'm a germaphobe. And then Omarosa goes, makes a joke and goes, Dom kills COVID, RSV. And I'm like, I know you're joking, but also you work for the Trump administration, so. (laughs) i wouldn't be surprised if you really think that (laughs) yeah um shake as as they're on their excursion shake is just cleaning the house he's like he's like at least he which i was like okay cool he was like i'm not going home fuck this i'm gonna do what i need to do
1: yeah i guess
0: um bananas is telling them that you know i'm basically done with tiffany i'm basically done with Amphisa. and those are gonna be my two banana uh tells uh i don't care for your roommate too much referring to Anfisa and Omarosa goes if you put her up I'll pretend to be shocked and dismayed but you do what you have to do and I was like okay good and then when we actually get to it an Emmy worthy performance <laughs> you could say it's there's it's, something like that <laughs> <laughs> bitch
1: was giving it everything <laughs> it was uh
0: uh, and then, so Bananas, Bananas then pitches this idea of a blind side. And he does it in such a weird, like, have you ever heard of a blind side? <laughs> but also like, a blind side is not possible on this format. I mean, yes and no, in the sense that, like, you can, you can, uh, I mean, you can sell it to a person, like, because it's a small cast. Like, I have to put up somebody, but you're my decoy. Or you could say, I think you're going to do really good in the challenge that's going to save someone. Right, so, but there's
1: no real way to blindside somebody because the whole point like the the name blindside indicates that it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Something like on Survivor, where you're yeah, sure, your tribe goes to tribal and but nobody knows that you're getting targeted. Right. Like by pure like fact that people have to be put up for elimination and they can't be put up after the fact. Like, immediately before, like, on Big Brother, it's still possible, like, when someone's put up for nominations because you go, no, I'm going to pull you down when we win the veto and all of that sort of stuff. Like, it's not possible here. There's no way to really blindside someone because they can always see it coming. Whether they actually pay attention to that, whether they are convinced that that is not actually a bullet coming for them is immaterial they can see it it's there it's coming they are choosing to ignore that yeah it can't be a blind side a blind side is not possible on this format sorry
0: it's no you're correct um they arrive back to the house uh, and they tell them about like the dogs and stuff like that that they got to play with and bobby gets sad it's like i miss my dog i wanted to go on that trip <laughs> it's like your dog wasn't gonna be there <laughs> it wasn't gonna be one of the dogs but whatever Yeah. You know um shake is showing them how they clean how he cleaned everything but as he's doing that bananas is on his bed and he finds a note that's like tucked behind this pillow oh dear
1: god this note and the
0: note basically says how stupid do you think the house is bananas everyone's about to turn on you and so it's now this whole drama of like who wrote the note or whatever bobby keeps being like I mean, that's a really feminine handwriting. Like, it's very girly handwriting. And as soon as he kept saying that, I was like, he wrote it. Oh, yeah. It's so clear he wrote it to me because it's like, of course, the gay guy. <laughs> like Oh, yeah. Um, Banana shows this to Corinne. Um, and Corinne's like, if, Corinne says at one point, if I'm going to write a note, I'm going to sign it. No. like Not like, not like this. Why would can you put you Im- your name to
1: it? Can you imagine this? note with just Corinne with a heart over the eye yeah. <laughs> like at the bottom. <laughs> like, no, let's not.
0: Uh, um, Bobby uh, tells uh, Bananas, Tanisha, and Almarosa when they're downstairs, like, I mean, I saw this notepad paper in Corinne's room, and they're like, ooh. <laughs> Tanisha... But then,
1: like, nobody actually produced that notepad, so yeah. I feel like that's a lie.
0: <laughs> Tanisha goes, oh my god, and goes to turns to Bananas and goes, you in a fatal attraction, you don't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Tanisha, I I wondered if Tanisha was also in on it, the way she was, like, playing that up. Maybe. Um, Corinne asked Bananas, like, are you putting me up? And Bananas, like, you know, I just got a lot to think about. Did you write it and plant it? No, but were you aware it was planted? (laughs) Bananas, you could tell, was enjoying, like, manipulating Corinne a little bit and spinning her up she goes i swear on my fucking dogs
1: I yeah i note. feel like the way that she reacted was clear that it wasn't her
0: no of course like, yeah
1: it's like what are we doing
0: because then she just grabs and storms into the living room and's like hello someone wrote this note who wrote it and just yelling at people like oh am i so scary no one wants to talk to me i'm so scary <laughs> <laughs> i kind of i i i find corinne funny like I, yeah. I i settled on it like i do think she has like i don't think she's gonna win i think she's not no. like a you know stunning game player by any means but like she she is kind of hilarious how like easy she gets wound up she's like a third or fourth out yeah they then go into the stronghold for the nominations uh banana sits down um banana says i've had to come up with three victims on my hit list there are a couple that are going to be a little more difficult than others and Tiffany just goes fuck you. <laughs> she was so fed up. Bananas nominates Tiffany and he, she just flips him off on the way to the on the way to her uh, spot or whatever. Joel asks Tiffany if she has any words and Tiffany goes, "If y'all let me se- let him send me home, I'm going to run his head through a spaghetti press." Bananas goes, I mean, my grandmother, rest in peace, who was Italian, would actually be happy if that was my demise. And then Tiffany just goes, you saber tooth hammerhead bastard. (laughs) I don't give a shit what you got to say to me, because I'm not leaving here. I'm going to win. Oh, Tiffany. (laughs) saber-tooth hammerhead bastard. But he was like, but I see it, though. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? So good. Um, Banana then nominates Anfisa. And then Elma Rosa gets to do her acting performance of just like, you're going after my roommates? Like, gasp. (laughs) Joel, uh, you could tell production doesn't like Anfisa. And doesn't think that she's bringing it, which I agree. It's like she's non-existent on this show. Yeah. But they're using Joel as like the vehicle to like, to like speak their frustrations, which I have never really seen before on a show like this. No, but it it tracks with it being Joel McHale. Joel goes, and Fisa, is there anything you'd like to mumble in reply that we can barely hear? <laughs> and Fisa then goes, Johnny. Do what's best for your game. Joel goes, hmm. And that's the most words I've heard you ever say. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Jesus. That felt really pointed. <laughs> oh, it was like uh, Joel. Like we said, he, Joel is the perfect fucking oh, for yes. this show. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah um bananas teases basically is like teasing that he's gonna nominate corinne and and corinne just being like i didn't write the note i you know who wrote it? i didn't write the note and and you know i'm not gonna keep being the butt of this and bananas goes corinne you can save it because my vote's for bobby and tiffany goes what the fuck fabulous <laughs> goes, Bobby, what did you do <laughs> Uh, and then Bobby just saunters on, and that's the big cliffhanger of the episode. He just, like, game on and puts his sunglasses on. Um, so it's Bobby uh, and Fisa and uh, Tiffany going into this elimination. So, like, this is – it's just a fun – like, it's not a light show. Like, like it's, you know – I wouldn't say light, but it's, like – it's just like a – It's a popcorn show. Yeah. It's like, it's really enjoyable to watch. Like, these people are crazy. They're fun. Like, it's very unpredictable in terms of how things go. So, really, really loving what they're doing so far.
1: I honestly kind of want to see Tiffany make some remark to Joel McHale about him being so irritating on Drag Race. Oh, yeah, yeah. When I they for- hosted together.
0: I forgot that they hosted that shit. It
1: was so good. It was... Joel was on some, some crazy fucked up shit because he was, like, next level irritating. <laughs> and <laughs> Tiffany was not having it. Michelle almost strangled him. It's so good. It was... If you've never seen that, what season was that on? Uh, like, 11?
0: 11. Yeah, yeah. That was Brooklyn season.
1: So... It, Go back and watch that episode. It's fabulous. So good.
0: Uh, Yeah, so that was House of Villains for this week. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and then when we come back, we're talking this past week of Big Brother UK. Don't
2: go anywhere. (laughs)
1: Welcome back to a gay and a zembi. Let's head on over to London, where a spooky special eviction leads to a spectacular shouting
0: match on Big Brother UK. That was a, that was a you, you need to do some vocal exercises for that. Yeah. Was... Peter 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 Peter, 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 Peter. <laughs> Yeah, it's Big Brother UK for the week. Uh, the week of episodes for Big Brother UK. This is uh, things have shifted in. Oh yeah, especially in the last two days. <laughs> Oh yes. So like it's been. I mean, for anyone who was like, "Oh, there's not enough fighting and there's not enough sort of intense drama. They're just sort of arguing over cooking and like all that stuff." No, it's it's here. It's got there. Uh, and I think the pot has finally boiled over. I'm definitely. Uh, I mean, I was invested before, but like, I'm. I'm. It takes. It's easy for me to be invested. Like over stupid shit. But like, I'm definitely invested now. And I'm. I'm. This upcoming eviction, we'll get to it, is going to be. Fun to watch because I think there's a lot of people that are not going to know what hit them.
1: I'm a little nervous.
0: Um, we'll talk about it
1: when we get to uh, talking about this year, this year's, <laughs> this week's evictions. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a little nervous that one of our our people are going home this yeah. week.
0: Yeah, but we'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, speaking of eviction, though, I feel like we should we should start by talking about the first eviction of the week. Um, which was at the top of the week, which is, I mean, we were hoping for Dylan, but sadly Hallie goes home, which I was so sad about. Like, yeah. I was worried that it was going to be like more. So here's the thing. And, and and long time, big, you, big brother UK fans have been pointing this out online. The vote to evict is the problem. Why'd yes. they switch back to vote to evict? I don't understand why vote to save works so much better in terms of keeping bigger characters in the house. Right. Like, you have to be invested to vote to save someone instead of just being like, well, I don't like this person, so... Well,
1: the problem is, is that the audience is invested in getting people out. You hear that in the chants, right? Sure. The The chants on eviction nights are get blank out, get blank out. No matter who you fill in that blank in or with, it. that's who people are invested in, is who they want to get rid of. Right. Um. So that sort of thing but the problem is is when you have a like when you have a three-way split it's a lot easier when it's one against one right, right? cuz you can vote just whoever you like the best you vote for the other one and that's easy enough but then when there's one person that everyone likes the best but the the other two people get split the votes right. then the best the person that everybody likes the best goes home because they didn't – because the people that like both of the other two concentrated on that one.
0: Yeah, because I think that was the issue is that I th- I would hope from the dynamic that people li- love Trish and kind of didn't feel one way or the other really about Dylan for the most part. I mean some people did. Right. But like I think more – Hallie was definitely more of a controversial figure in the house. She had more fights. She had more sort of like tougher moments in the house to where you would be more inclined to vote to evict. And – yeah, I, I think that's the struggle with it in terms of the structure of how they do that.
1: I was a little worried that we would get it because it would split the vote between Hallie and Dylan that we would randomly get Trish going home last week. Oh, right. I was a little worried about that. Um, Thank God that didn't happen.
0: Okay. okay. I mean, the way Hallie going home would have not – I mean, if Hallie didn't go home, we wouldn't get what we got by the end of this week to think right. about. So it's like – you know, when you look at it in that regard. Um, but so, but I actually, I, I got to really commend Hallie. I actually think she, she handled it really well. Yeah. But, you know, I loved her in the late and live after show, sort of the way she talked about her dynamic in the house and sort of like what she took from it. I think she has a good head on her shoulders and like, she really, um, I, I, I think she is such a complex character to where, like, I really enjoyed her short time in the house. Yeah. And and we I think we talked about it uh, as well. It's like, this is sort of a shorter season. It's only six weeks, really, of yeah. of play. So, because of that, you don't... I mean, it'd be one thing if Hallie went home on a more longer season to where it's like, oh, that really was a screw-up that she, you know, got out that early.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's funny because we talk about it being a short season, but you have to remember, Big Brother UK has, a, has an episode every day. Right. She went home third with 18 episodes under her belt. Yeah. Like, that's a lot. It's pretty solid. Like, we got a good view into who she is. And that's one thing that I love about Big Brother, especially UK. You get those episodes every day. You know, you get six episodes a week. You really get to know each of the house guests and um it's it's really it's really fun to watch i know on the us big brother you get what three
0: episodes a yeah. week
1: and it's a lot more truncated than what you get on uk well and it's
0: all, because it's so much about gameplay yeah. it's all, it's it's like a survivor where it's all about gameplay and sometimes you can lose the moments with certain people if you're not watch- at least with big brother us like you have the benefit of the live feeds but you right. know well, you also
1: – I think there's also live feeds for UK. There
0: is. No, no, no. Well, I mean in comparison to like Survivor. Right. Like Survivor, if it's so much gameplay where you don't get people's personal interactions, then that can be annoying. Yeah. So like this, I, I, I much prefer, you know. Um, And then so there was also – I want to also bring up with Hallie's eviction. There was also some discussion like after the – like immediately post-eviction, like Olivia was kind of talking about like the idea of like I hope it's not the fact that Hallie's transgender or that somebody would, right. Like, you know, you, especially with like the, and she, I think she brought up like, especially with like the vote to evict thing, like you would actively vote for somebody if you were right. some, like inclined. And it, it was so annoyed that like it got, and it was like, I it was like a light conversation with I think like Nucky or something. And then it like turned into like, well, oh, Olivia's, I think it was Jenkins. Of course, Jenkins was fucking like stirring the pot on it.
1: Jenkin, I started out loving Jenkin and he irritates the fuck out of me now.
0: Taking it to the yard and he's like, Well Olivia's saying that, you know, you know, I think Hallie might have been, you know, gone because she's transgender. And of course, Paul's like, She's making it too serious. It's too serious. Fucking Paul. It's like shut up. Like And also it wasn't that she was saying she got I and, and well i, I don 't you know maybe Olivia was saying this, but I feel like it was the the argument is not Hallie went home because she 's transgender i 'm sure more than not it was about sort of the, her dynamic in the house, the way she was interacting with people, the tantrums et cetera, all right. that stuff but olivia 's point is there are definitely some people in society who would just vote to evict her because she 's trans
1: right well, and you also have to remember that the climate right now is really dangerous for trans people
0: i mean they had their i mean right right before they went into their house not to get political but it's it's it shouldn't be political um right before they got into the house their prime minister gave that speech where he was based which had a lot of transphobic dialogue in it in terms of like you know so it's like yeah it's it, you can't act as though there's not the the stuff doesn't happen in a vacuum yeah
1: you know like Yes, it's a social experiment, but in order for it to be a social experiment, you have to include the social pl- the social climate, and the social climate right now is not entirely accepting of
0: queer people. Yeah. So th- now let's get to I think the, we talked about it the bigger the biggest dynamic right now, which is the love triangle between Henry and Jordan and Maddie. Um, stuff continues to play. It's it's one of those things where it's like it's. It's become not not stagnant. Stagnant's not the word, but, like, there hasn't been a lot of movement, I would say, in terms of things. I think part of it is that a lot of them, I, I would say mostly Jordan, I would say Maddie and Henry to a certain extent as well, though, aren't speaking their mind to each other. Like, there, there is kind of, like... They, they, aren't saying it, they aren't saying it with their full chest and what they actually well, mean.
1: Well, part of that, though, is because Jordan is the, is the center spoke, right? Right. Because this triangle doesn't have a third leg. It has two legs, three points.
0: Yeah, I don't think Henry is in the matty or vice versa.
1: No. Um, and Jordan is the apex of it. And Jordan doesn't want to talk about anything. Never and does. he shuts down every conversation. So that has been the big... Point of contention for the last three weeks of we can't get any true information. And God save Trish because she went in there and was like, "I'm gonna Sherlock Holmes this shit."
0: Basically, this especially this last episode, like she's literally like, "I'm gonna sit each of them down." I mean,
1: not even Sherlock Holmes. She went in and uh, what, um, like Diane Sawyered it is yeah, yeah, really yeah. what she did. She sat down and said, "Okay, we're doing the Oprah interview now, and we're getting every how many more people can I name?" Um, but. She literally just went in there and pulled information out of, at least out of Jordan and Henry. And um, I think Maddie, towards the end of the episode, we really got a full, clear picture of Maddie, um, of Maddie's feelings and intentions. I think we really should still get a sit down with Trish. Have him on the show, Trish. (laughs) Um, But... Yes, we need to sit down with Maddie and Trish to really get the full picture of what's going on in his head. Yeah. Um, but from what I can gather, okay, Henry is fully head over heels in love with Jordan.
0: It's so obvious. It's mean, he... so
1: obvious to him and to everyone else in the house, and he's finally admitting it to Big Brother and to Trish. That that's how he feels. When
0: We won't get, to, we'll get to it with the, the mission, but when they had the party or whatever that Jordan was at and Henry wasn't involved in it because he didn't win the task, like, and him just, like, missing him, like, throughout that period. And, like, so it was like, oh, yeah, I can't believe I feel bad for this fucking Tory. I swear to God. Well, and but, the like, thing
1: is, is it wasn't even just that he was, he was missing him. It was that it was that Jordan and Maddie were both in there. If Maddie had been out and Jordan had been in there, it would not have been that big of a thing.
0: There's a ton. There's even more scenes this week of like, you know, Jordan and Maddie talking and just shots of Henry, just like, you know, clearly paying close attention. Well, And and then
1: Jordan also acknowledges that when Maddie is in the room, he pretty much ignores Henry in favor of Maddie. Yeah.
0: People I saw a lot of comments online where I think people kinda of are shifting negatively on Jordan a little bit. I don't think enough to where it was like to evict him. But like I think like people are kinda of, kinda of starting to get put off that Jordan, inadvertently or not, is playing both of them in certain ways. Yeah. And and I I, I think it's inadvertent. I don't think he's willing to... I I think he's so adverse to sort of saying what is on his mind and his feelings. He kind of talks a little bit to Henry at the table that one episode about, like, sort of Maddie's flirting and, like, Uh why he's, like, struggling with it and, like... Well, and let's stop
1: dancing around the thing, right? We know Henry is fully in love with Jordan. You're right. Jordan is not admitting to himself fully how he feels about Maddie, though he is kind of starting to get there. Yeah. But... He does have feelings for Maddie, but the problem is, is that he is so dead set about there being anything between him and Maddie that he won't let Maddie, won't let there be anything there. Plus, I don't think Maddie necessarily wants anything at this point. I used to think maybe he did. But I think it's just that everything that comes out of his mouth is smooth as cream cheese.
0: I think he wants the, I think he, at the bare minimum, wants the friendship. And I think. Oh, well, yes. I think if he wanted Jordan beyond that, he's realized now that he's not going to get that. And he just doesn't want to push Jordan away. Like, because he's kind of being like, a lot of the conversations, like, where can we get to a middle ground? Well,
1: what I got from that conversation, because when they were sitting on the bed and actually talking about things, what I got from that conversation was Maddie was saying, "I don't want anything from this other than friendship." Yeah, and you clearly want more than just that, but I don't want to us being friends to cause you pain. So if that means that I need to take a step back and us not be friends in the house then that's what I'll do because I'd rather us not be friends than us be friends and that be hurtful for you. And so I feel like Maddie is the only one that's actually communicating. Maddie's like, look, I'm not interested. I want to be friends with you, but if that's going to be an issue for you and it's going to cause you to lash out at me – then that's a problem.
0: And, and speaking of communication, I think the only way that it's really going to fix at the end of the day is if Henry communicates to Jordan. I think that's the bigger... Like, Jordan is willing... It's so interesting that Jordan's willing to communicate his feelings to Maddie, but about Maddie to Henry, but Henry... To me, I think that's the, the leaping point, which is that Henry needs to communicate what he's saying to Trish and in the diary room to Jordan. And I think that is... Yeah, I, I don't know how that looks because, again, like— Well, the
1: thing is, though, is I think Jordan knows this. I think Jordan is ignoring it because he doesn't want there to be the same tension there is between him and Maddie with him and Henry. Maybe. And But he also strings Henry along because he knows that Henry's not going anywhere.
0: Yeah. But, they, I mean, they still make the jokes about being husbands and, like, sort of that. That's where it gets murky. Where it's like, I don't know what Jordan's intention is.
1: Well, but that's what I mean. By making it a joke, he makes it unserious. And therefore, there's no stakes. Right. Yeah. So, and that's what I mean by, so instead of actually taking any of Henry's advances as actual advances, he says, oh, you're playing. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that's not real that's not something I have to actually think about. You're just a friend, and we just kiss sometimes right and so he's really like minimizing henry's feelings and then also like putting up this barbed wire fence between him and Maddie that he sometimes likes to tear down when it's convenient for him. He's being manipulative to both of them, and right. really he's the villain in this <laughs> <laughs> um and it's it's kind of like like you said i feel like i have gotten to the place where i'm frustrated more with jordan here cuz it's like you're you're not being fair to either of them
0: yeah and i get controlling your emotions and i get like you know doing what you feel safe in but when that starts again affecting other people's emotions that's where you have right. to you know look into it um there's a, another section that i just i feel like was a big like point of the week <laughs> Is that the? I just wrote the younger housemates being annoying. And I mean, it's a younger cast, but when I say younger, I'm kind of meaning Olivia, Paul, Jenkins, Tom. Like, I feel that group yeah. has really started to. And, I mean, Jenkins kind of
1: on the edge of it along with... Um, I mean, when
0: Jenkins actually, like, interacts outside of the garden and, you know, being, right. just, like, talking shit with Tom about people in the house.
1: Well, and it's... Um, Jenkins and Chanel are both kind of on the edge of that group. Yeah, um, Chanel now apparently has been iced out. <laughs> whatever the fuck that x thing was i was so annoyed with that i was like what are you in you're you in sixth grade right now
0: i saw a comment
1: or, not, sorry it's britain grade six
0: yeah <laughs> not not to spoil i won't say the name but not to spoil who goes home in the surprise eviction but that person that goes home i saw some people tweeting that now that sh- that person is gone it feels as if that group has lost the figure in their in their group that would kind of get them on track. And would sort of be like pull them off the edge of their ridiculousness and sort of more annoying qualities. Well, I mean, and now that they're out, they're kind of free to do what. I mean, they were, there was a little bit of that. When well, were I mean, we're going to
1: talk about it. We might as well go ahead and talk about it, right? Yeah.
0: So the so
1: leading up to that will will lead up to it. So, um uh. Big Brother calls for someone to come to the diary room, and Noki goes.
0: Oh, we want to talk about that now. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: because yeah. it kind of leads into that, and it's all part of the whole conversation. So Noki goes to the diary room and gets given a special secret assignment. She becomes a possessed house guest. Because uh, this is a Halloween the Halloween in the Halloween, you know, week. Um, so she becomes a possessed house guest. She has to recruit one of her fellow housemates, um, to go, um, open a secret, uh, room in the big bathroom, uh, in the middle of the night without getting caught. And then they make, uh, nominations for a special eviction. Right. Um, she doesn't know that beforehand. She just knows, get somebody middle of the night, don't get caught. Um, so she picks Trish. Trish. Um, they manage to get out of the bedroom in the middle of the night. Um, Jordan notices them leaving, but doesn't say anything. Yeah. Um, and they go and, uh, have to stand at opposite ends of the bathroom in the mirror, like chanting the word Halloween until like a secret door opens. They crawl through, um, and are in like this spooky, like gothic kind of, halloweeny decorated room right um where they have to pick three house guests to go up for eviction
2: yeah
0: so they end up what they end up deciding to do is that they decide okay trish you pick your one nucky i'll pick my one and then we'll just jointly pick someone
1: right i think they also should have said we also should put one person to the side that we are saving that we are saying you can't put this person up.
0: Yeah, I mean that would have helped with what ends up turning out.
1: Yes. But, I Trish... think I think if I were in the situation, I would have done it. But it was also number one, it was the middle of the night. Yeah. And they also were limited on time because they needed to get back in the room before someone notices they are gone.
0: Right. Trish ends up picking Olivia. Um, Nucky ends up picking Dylan, and they both decide to go on with Carrie. Right. Um, uh, spoiler alert! They do they go throughout the the day of like sort of their biggest fear moments or like having a face their biggest fears. It gets down to where it's down to Dylan, Olivia, and Carrie, and then they get basically surprised that one of you will be evicted.
1: And then immediately, Carrie is sent home.
0: Yeah, so Carrie goes home. I so th-
1: I we'll Carrie to- is that mother figure, right, for the younger people of the group and i guess that like the the whole whole omen that farida spoke over (laughs) and and you trying to relate to the younger housemates is going to get you in the end sort of thing um you know kind of ends up being true but like that's not what farida was saying
0: but my but my point being like now that they don't because at, at least carrie would be like hallie stop it olivia stop it like you're being like right. like do that sort of like motherly sort of thing now with her gone i think they're going to really run rampant and yeah. i think like that's they already were there was the mo- like like paul and, there was that moment where paul and olivia were being way too fucking loud in the bedroom where i was literally getting uncomfortable that like dylan and carrie and i forgot who else was like very clearly trying to sleep yeah and it was just like what are you guys doing like just fuck off like like genuinely like i don't like and then so there's and also there's all this dynamic still with the food and stuff like that with because they were running low once they were getting to like the budgets or the um the shopping budget task and stuff like that and like there people were annoyed because they took like lettuce at one point and decided to just like throw it on Carrie in the bed yeah
1: it's like i didn't hmm. Here's the thing. I would have been irritated by that too, but I don't understand why it was that big of a deal. Like, you're being silly. Sure. Who gives a shit? And nobody's just going to sit and eat lettuce. That's not happening. So it's not like they were being that wasteful. But also, it was, was just—it's irritating. Fuck you! What are you doing?
0: And it's a compounding of things. Yeah. And Tom was also involved in that. And I agree with people who are like, I'm hoping that Paul goes home this week because I—I I think Paul is bringing out the worst in Tom.
1: Oh, I think Tom is just a <laughs> um, little sniveling brat.
0: But I think I—I—I he, I, I think he's just a follower. I think he's too young and he doesn't have his own voice, and he like latches on to the most like popular fucking dude and finds it.
1: Sure, but I also think that once Paul is gone, I think he'll see see it as his time to step into that role and he'll become an even bigger douchebag.
0: Sure. Possible. I mean Jenkin and him are also kind of doing the same thing in that regard. Um there was also that moment where Olivia got mad at Yin Run. Well, she didn't get mad at Yin Run, but like she took it out on Yin Run, which was frustrating yeah. about like the washing of the dishes and stuff like that. But, but like
1: I get what Olivia was saying, but, like, don't yell at Yen Run.
0: And I, then, as soon as Olivia raised her voice to Yenran, the way that Henry gets up from the table and immediately is like, that's not happening. Like, yeah. I was like, good on you, Henry. Like, yeah. fucking, like, you're not gonna fuck with Yin Run. Um, Yeah. And it's like, I get that she's doing it in a way where she's like, I want Yenran to speak for herself and sort of, like, stand and not, you know, be a doormat and stuff like that. But it's like, there's a better way to do it. But she was also, like, frustrated
1: that Okay, you shouldn't have to be doing all the washing all the time, but also like, why are you washing dishes when there's still clean dishes in the? Number one, why are there clean dishes in the sink? There's that. So like, uh, that was the the root of this for me. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, stand up for yourself, yada yada. Why are you putting the clean dishes back in the sink?
0: Merlin's big in dish like, culture. <laughs>
1: look. The clean dishes either go on the counter on a towel in order for them to dry, or they need to get hand-dried and put away immediately. You're not putting them back in the sink. Yeah. In what world do you put them back in the sink? That doesn't make any sense. However, if there is a – sorry. I've got to get this out. If there is a – Sink full of clean dishes. Why are you then trying to wash dishes on top of those? Then you're making all those other dishes dirty again, and you need to rewash them.
0: Well, I was going to say— But that's like, why you don't put them in the sink. Like, you say that you would be good on this version of Big Brother, and, like, you could do it. But, like, knowing how you hate sitting water in, in on dishes, like— like it is for, for fun fact, Merlin literally had to put a sign up on our kitchen that basically is like, "Do not leave sitting water in the fucking dishes," which I don't do intentionally. Like I'm not like okay.
1: So anyone else that has sensory issues, <laughs> touch reaching into a into a sink and touching a dirty dish that is wet, and you getting wet food on your hands is akin to bathing in a vat of barf (laughs) for me it is like um nails on a chalkboard it's like um someone shoving a knife into your ear hole it's painful and awful but it's
0: not even like and
1: like uh, like, uh, it's not uh, even,
0: like, dishes with a bunch of stuff on it, though, that haven't been, like, fully nope, wiped, though. No, it doesn't
1: matter, because my... You know the, what could be in there. My The thing is, is it's... My fingers can't tell the difference between wet dish that is clean and wet dish that is covered in slime. Yeah. So all I feel is, and then I just... <laughs> and then, like, and I don't even... And then I'm, like, I don't... I just... I can't use this hand anymore. I had a perfectly good hand that I now have to chop off. Yeah, and I like. What am I going to do? Go to Hands RS and get a new one? That doesn't work. That's not how this works. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was. Um. It's 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 definitely a thing.
0: And then there was also like the last. Sorry. Hashtag TISM Watch <laughs> to this group as well. There was also like the last episode where they finally got the stuff from their luxury shopping budget that they won, and then Tom and Paul fucking taking all the fucking. Cookies and just putting them under their bed or whatever—it's like fucking children. I'm so sick of them. Well, and, and, the, and was, then and then Jenkins policing Yin Run over whether the digestive biscuits or whatever that—that's not what I think was. I know
1: he, that's not what he was doing.
0: I'm I'm just mad at Jenkins.
1: Well, yes, but he was just going, "Oh, were these the community ones or were these yours? Because I'd like to have one. But but it, if these are yours, then I'll just go get something else out of the the." Pantry. it just
0: was the contrast with him doing that when fucking tom and paul have like a f- yeah. like are filling their fucking jackets with like and it's like so obvious it was like fuck yeah. off like, well and what's
1: frustrating is that what they did which i think was smart they took out of the luxury bucket everyone or uh budget everyone had five pounds to kind of get whatever snacks they, they stole wanted. carrie's
0: idea because that's what carrie suggested like last week or whatever right
1: They um, wanted – they did that so that everyone could have their own kind of snacks for themselves, get kind of their their things that they want, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I thought that was smart and, like, you just get to go get your things that you want. And there's community stuff, sure, but, like, you get to – like, if you're really craving, like, you know, those gummy worms or something, you can get a bag of those and that's fine. Yeah, Um, I think that that sort of thing is really smart in a house like this. Um, but what was happening was everyone was getting their individual things and then um Paul and Tom both got out of the community stuff like another like big load of stuff and like hid it away for themselves as well. And it's like fuck y'all. Those yeah. are the skinniest motherfuckers in this goddamn house. <laughs> Y'all don't need more than three calories a week. You're
0: fine. They're really the worst. I. I, I well, no, no, they're not the worst. There's one more. We'll get to it. Um. I want to also go through some of the other missions that have happened uh, this week, like the smaller stuff. They did the the Big Brother's Big Catwalk, uh, which I thought was a fun challenge. Oh,
1: yes. I loved that.
0: Basically, they had to, like, memorize, like, the path on, like, this catwalk or they were going to get shot with, like, paint and, like. Poor <laughs> Carrie. Oh, Carrie took the <laughs> worst of it.
1: Because Carrie was stuck at the end of the, like, right in the middle of the end of the catwalk um, or at the front of the catwalk. So every time that anyone else got hit with the with the slime, she got hit with it too. Yeah, because there was nowhere for her to go. Like she's just
0: sitting there at her scooter getting drenched, and then led to that minor disagreement where Dylan and and it was like Dylan getting into the shower first or whatever while Carrie was cause right because they, they have like a specific disability shower for like, right because Dylan. You know, with his you know being an amputee and like Carrie needing accessibility and stuff like that, so it's like, and and Carrie was like really upset about that. Dylan was like playing it that like because this was before Hallie went home, right? And he was basically being like, I think it was her trying to make me look like a villain, um, so that they would maybe vote me out and save Hallie because no, it's because she was drenched and you
1: had like a little bit of slime on you, and she also has more mobility issues than you and can't hold herself up. If she slips on the slime that you leave in the shower. Yeah. So like let her clean off. And then you can clean off after her. Or you can also use the regular shower and you're fine.
0: Yeah. But this also led to the trend that where it's like the biggest fucking game players and the ones that talk so much shit about other people and are like in, like I said, in the garden whispering about well I think this person's playing the cameras and I think I think Nucky is you know you know trying to be two-faced and you know it's a backstabber or whatever. They're the biggest game players yeah. and they pin game playing on people who are, I, I don't believe they're doing. It. I don't believe Nucky's a game player. I really didn't even believe Carrie was that much. So this this
1: leads to something that I'm very confused about. Um, do the, do the housemates on Big Brother UK not realize that this is in fact a game <laughs> and that they are all playing said game? Like I get that it's supposed to, be, I get that it's more of a social experiment than the U.S. version, right? right. The U.S. version is very faced or very focused on comps. I understand. But they... It's still a game. But also— Like, someone still wins at the end, and they win money. Like, there's a cash prize. So, like, I I don't know about you, but if I'm going into that house, I'm going to play
0: the fucking game. But it's such a—but the thing is, it's such a reverse self-fulfilling prophecy where you're all talking—like, you're, you're whispering, like, oh, I think that person's playing to a camera, and I think that— you talking about gameplay is not going to help you win the game. Like, what's, right. like you're all like discussing like who's the biggest game player. Meanwhile, fucking Yin Run is going to run away with this fucking win just for being adorable and like sort right. of like being herself in the house.
1: Also, like by you sitting there and shit talking people behind each
0: other's backs, you're playing the game. Yeah, it's but the, and like Jenkins the worst offender of it. Oh yeah, it's like. Spend a little more time. And maybe you do and it gets cut or whatever because it's the truncated episodes. But, like, maybe it's more on the live feeds. And I think there's moments. But it's, like, spend, like, half the time you do, like, strategizing with Tom and Chanel in the garden on just interacting with people and, like, showing yourself as a person. Well, I mean, in his entrance package,
1: Jenkins did say... I like a bit of hot Goss.
0: Yeah, that's true. But, like, I mean, maybe that is who he is. I don't know. But it's, like, if it's for strategy purposes, it's no, not No, I think he's just
1: a gossip queen. Yeah. Which is fine, but, like, don't be so bitchy about it. hmm Like, if you're going to be gossipy, be more fabulous. Right. You know? Like, you can't be as mean and angry about it. Like, because he seems so upset about it. Yeah. Like, I think if you were just, like... If you were gossiping more about the whole love triangle thing, I'd be fine with that. that if you really were gossiping about drama, yes, please, thank you. Narrate this house, fabulous, but you're not doing that. Yeah, you're. You're not. You're just bitching about people supposedly playing the game, which and is I'll, what you're supposed to and do, and
0: attributing like n- either narcissistic or like cunning or you know, devious characteristics. I'm not trying to make it this, but like to the two black women in the house who yeah. I really don't think are any of the things that you're describing.
1: Also, let's talk about the villainization of the two black women in the house. Let's, let's
0: get to it. Because, well, before we do, because I think that one thing that plays into it, another mission was the kiss cam. Oh, um, oh right. I forgot about that. Which I, I love that shout. It was, no one kisses. It really is a testament to like, Kissing really isn't that attractive when you like <laughs> just do it against the, like a clear wall. It's not. It's not pretty. But one of the things that plays into it, I feel. So they all then like they all do it, and everyone's laughing except or Jordan. Except Jordan, because of course Jordan's not gonna do it. Um, and then they all have to vote on who was the who was the best kisser, quote unquote. Also,
1: is it just me, or should he have had a punishment for that?
0: I don't think he should. I mean,
1: refusing to participate in a challenge, in a task. You could say, Usually you would get a punishment for that.
0: You could say that. But it was I I guess if it was a, a budget challenge, that would be one thing. This was just more of an innocuous sort of challenge that was yeah. more like a, a special reward or something. But I'm I'm more surprised that he's not getting nominated because of it. You know what I mean? Huh. Okay. Like that that is the more shocking thing to me, that they just like, yeah, it's Jordan. Like, you know. But back to it. So they have to vote for who they think was the best kisser. Paul writes Olivia's name down on the whiteboard. Oh, I forgot about all this and, bullshit. And Naki notices it, and he's and like, "You want to switch that, right?" And he's like, "Fine, I'll write Tom or whatever it was." And and she's like, "Yeah, I would switch it because." And I didn't fucking know this. Paul is a fucking girlfriend at home.
1: Wild, what? wild.
0: And it, and Naki was telling told Olivia this. Took it to her. Was basically like, "Yeah, I." He was like writing your name, and I told him you need to change that. And and Olivia and it, I think it was a good and a good friendship move by Naki, which Olivia then will not reward her for later. Besides the point, because Olivia is like. I don't really, she says, I don't really like play into Paul's flirtatiousness. And they do. And she's like, I think it's just like a brother sister thing. Like that's our dynamic. I think
1: she does play into it, but that's just me. But
0: she thinks it's mo- It's not sexual. It's not like. Political. I
1: don't believe that. But, but it, yes, that is what she says. But
0: it doesn't matter. But like, and Olivia says this, like, it doesn't really matter what it is. Yeah. It can be read like that. Right. And you have, and Naki's point was like, if I was Paul's girlfriend at home, I wouldn't like it. Well, here's the
1: thing. I don't give a shit about what Paul's girlfriend thinks. Sure. The issue more is that it's not going to blow up on Paul. It's going to blow up on Olivia. It's going to blow up on Olivia. Olivia's going to get painted as a home wrecker. And that's going to give people the excuse to get to vote her out if she's up for elimination. Right. That's the problem for me. Like Paul, what happens in his relationship back home is nobody's business but him and his girlfriend. Yeah and it's not up for discussion in the house i really don't think no and it's not anybody's business you know like it's not my business to try to protect their relationship that's his business mm-hmm. that should be his concern that should be why he didn't want to write some other girl's name down if he knew if his girlfriend was going to take it that way or not yeah but the issue is is that It then makes Olivia look like, with all this flirtation that's happened, innocent or not, it makes it look like there's something going on, and then it's going to make all the people at home go, fuck Olivia for breaking them up, even if that doesn't happen.
0: And Olivia tried to explain that to Paul, but of course it's Paul. Yeah. I don't know why Nokia's in my business. Like, it's just like, fuck off. Like That
1: can't... was more intelligible than anything he literally has said sure, on the show. Sure. Uh, like, Can I'm... we talk about the fact that this man sounds like he's gargling salt water with every word?
2: <laughs> but...
0: <laughs> what are you doing? So, bad. Um, uh, so then, okay, so now let's get to what actually happened with this, the evil big brother stuff, right? In right. The, in the room 101.
1: So after Carrie gets eliminated... Um, then big brother decides, (laughs) well, no, before she gets eliminated, they say who the they, oh, right. They, they mentioned, Hey, the two people that were possessed, that was Naki and Trish by the way. And
0: we were like, that's so rude. That was like,
1: I can't believe big brother decided to do that.
0: I, I'm glad they did it because of what happened and it's messy as fuck, but it's not nice. No. Well, I'm. Okay, from a watching TV standpoint,
1: I'm glad they did it, right? Because it created drama. I'm upset because these are real people. Sure,
0: exactly. Uh, um, And it led to Dylan being a fucking maniac.
1: uh, Oh, my God. Um, We will talk about that in a second. But what happens is Carrie is being stuffed in this tiny, tiny coffin. And she's like, hey, by the way, like... I, no hard feelings for anybody. Like I understand, they had to like nominate somebody. Like no, like nobody should be getting yelled at for this.
0: Yeah, she's literally like, "Don't take it out on them." And Dylan's like, "Nope." Dylan's like, "Oh no, I'm gonna go yell at both of them." And so he
1: like, and but, but also they're on the screen in the wa- main room, so all the this. other home or all the other housemates are watching this I'm so,
0: happen. I'm so thankful that was the case yes. because and Trish said it. She's like, at that point, she's like. Fuck it, I'm ready. If he comes in, I'm going to fuck anything. So like, he came down that hallway hot, and Trish was ready. And he starts, I cannot believe... He starts with the whole, what about black-on-black black crime, huh? Like... It's like, what the fuck?
1: Like... <laughs> like, the idea that they were supposed to have your back just because you're all black?
0: When, When also... I'm pretty sure, unless I'm misremembering, it's mainly Paul that's the egregious one on this, when they're all accusing fucking Trish of, like, talking too much about politics and talking too much about, like, overly serious conversation, and then that's well, and the then, fucking thing
1: you drop? Well, and then also actively calling her aggressive, like, yeah. actively using, like like all of these colorist tropes against her when you're a a lighter skinned black man sure and they are both darker skinned black women like you realize that the the tropes hit them harder right not because not just because they're women but also because the color of their skin is darker than yours yeah you have a higher privilege you can pass for a white man with a tan sir
0: but also like so to label it the black on black crime thing and to also look like one you've Dan or Danny Dylan has nominated Trish in the past, right? Like literally, I think last week he nominated Trish. Well, and but he now was like, suddenly like now suddenly
1: it's egregious for like Nucky to have fallen asleep on his arm after putting him up for no-
0: oh, a nomination. That was so stupid. It's like, wh- dude, you can't talk about nominations. No, what are you
1: expect? Also like number one, you can't talk about nominations normally But, like, this was also a secret fucking task that they were specifically told, if you are caught or found out by any of the other housemates, you will be severely punished. Quote, severely
0: punished. Yeah. Like of fucking will not, I'm not telling you. Are you fucking kidding me? But here's the thing, like he starts to spin it later as he cause he apologizes to Trish later in, in the next day. And try, what was annoying me about the apology to Trish was he was framing it as that I knew you can banter and I knew that you you and me could go. That's not really what happened. He was fully willing to yell at Noki as well. If it was, yeah. if Trish didn't get up and fucking take it to him, he would have yelled at Noki until she fucking cried and fucking, like, yeah. so don't think it about, like, you were you you respected Trish enough to sort of go back and forth with her in this. That's also, not what fucking happened. I just,
1: I need to take a moment, and Noki had every right to, like, Pull back and not want to be engaged in that and, like, feel however she was feeling on the back end of that. Yeah. So, because she was also being targeted by that bullshit from Dylan. But every other motherfucker in that house knew that that wasn't okay. Whether they are going to side with Dylan or not, they knew in that moment... That him screaming at her like that on national goddamn motherfucking television was not okay. And the fact that not a single motherfucker got up in his face and said, you're not going to scream at this woman in this house. And and like, ooh, that got me so hot. Jenkins tried
0: to defuse, but he didn't go far. But he didn't move. Like, he should have
1: gotten up and gotten in his face. Sure. Because the way that I would have been off that couch, the second that he walked through that door, I would have been like, you need to turn around and go. Go to the diary room. Get out of here. You do not need to be in this room with how hot you're coming in.
0: The issue is that the the people closest to Trish aren't the people to do that. Like, Yin Henry, Jordan, they're not going to be the ones to, like, sort— Maybe Maddie could, but, like—
1: Maybe, but Maddie's also a more of a, a,
0: let's have a calm conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And let's have an educational moment. And when people are heated, they're not going to be— That's not the time to do that. Yeah. Like, somebody needed to stand up because at the end of the day— it is extremely hard to not just watch a a man screaming at a woman like that. That's fucking okay. But the fact that there, that is a black woman at the end of, of that, no matter who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that that is a black woman getting screamed at like that and nobody fucking... I was heated. Well, also to... Then- I was so angry that nobody like got up and was standing with her
0: but then also in certain nominations that came after that act either at the worst making it a mutual fight like making that it was they were mutually aggressive right because there were
1: some people that
0: like who was it that tom literally nominated trish because of how aggressive she was in the fight but didn't nominate dylan
1: well there was wasn't there somebody that nominated both dylan and trish yeah who was that i forgot who it
0: was but like what are you doing it's like. I don't, I can't. Like that's some both sides bullshit. There was no way that Dylan wasn't in the wrong in this. And when they cooled down for like a couple hours and then they had the meeting around the thing where Trish then laid out what exactly happened in the nominations thing and how she didn't actually vote. That well, and then they started accusing her of lying. Yeah, they're like, I don't believe that. It's like, fuck off. They're really, they're going to, when Olivia and Paul and that eventually get evicted whenever, they need, they're going to play that clip of yeah. what actually happened. Well, and, and here's, look like here's the thing.
1: This is where we start talking about implicit and explicit bias, right? right. Like, I do I believe that any of the people involved in Dylan's side of this, especially Dylan, like he can't be racist again, like he's a black person. He doesn't have the power and like needed to be racist. Sure.
0: But he might be ignorant.
1: Right. Very, and he can definitely participate in colorism as a lighter skinned person. But like the white people involved in that on his side need to really examine like the fact that it doesn't matter where their motivations are coming from the fact that their actions then reinforce racist stereotypes they need to realize that the again the impact is more important than their intention whether they realize that whether they were motivated by racism or not they were still playing into racism and they need to realize that that their actions still have consequences. No matter where their heart is, they were still being racist in that moment.
0: Yeah. I also want to take time to also just, like, commend Trish of just, like, how she handled that fight. Like, she fucking... Tore his ass up left, right, and fucking sideways during that.
1: She couldn't have been more in her power if she had levitated off of the ground like fucking storm. When she sat back
0: down and was just like fucking fake ass bad boy. It's like...
1: (laughs) It was so good.
0: And then when the meeting happened, when she explains it, the way that Dylan tried to like manipulate this is like... I want... I... You know, I... Wanted you. He basically was framing it initially as like, I wanted you to explain it to me when I came in, and then you started getting aggressive with me. And it's like, that's not what fucking uh, happened. Absolutely
1: not. You came down that hallway with fucking smoke on your heels, motherfucker. She,
0: and she lays it out. We saw you in the fucking room revving up and saying yeah. that I'm going to tear them apart. So I matched your fucking energy. And then at the part where he goes, you called me a dickhead. And she goes, because you were acting like a dickhead. Yeah. Like, pretty fucking simple. And the way the room just went silent because it was just, like, there's no disputing that. Yeah. And as much as we want to
1: praise Trish for standing in her power, again, we, like, there's no, like, just because Nucky backed down from that fight does not mean that she was weak or, like, not... In like she was protecting herself. She was doing what she needed to do in that moment to to survive it.
2: This
0: narrative also that like Noki turns on tears and is like sort of like she's a game player in how she uses utilizes her like emotions and stuff like that.
1: I think she's just measured. I don't. I I would say in previous weeks I had clocked that she's very measured and very um, uh, intentional in how she expresses she's herself. She's pageant trained. But she's pageant trained. Like, it's going to be very difficult to remove that training and just be a – especially when you know you're on camera, right? It's very hard to, like, remove that knowledge and just be comfortable. Yeah. So I'm not going to blame her for being measured, for being intentional with her displays of emotion – but, but I but don't think not, any of it's fake. It's not, I don't think it's any of nef- it's...
0: It's not nefarious. Right. Like, that's my bigger thing. It's just, like, and the the amount of times that people, like, Paul and Tom were, like, she says one, you know, she talks shit about you behind your back and then to your face she doesn't say it. I'm, like, when? When has that happened? Like, honestly... I, unless I'm misremembering. Honestly, it
1: it's very, like, this is not to be disparaging, but... It's very similar to Anfisa on House of Villains. I don't hear a lot from Naki. Yeah, really. Like, Like, I don't hear her whispering in a corner about people. And if she were doing it, it would be on the screen because that's some dramatic shit. Yeah. So, like, the fact that we're not getting that from her means it's not happening. Yeah. You're making shit up in your head. And again, why are you doing that? You really need to examine why... You feel like this darker skinned black woman is nefarious in the way that she displays emotion, and you don't feel the same about Olivia, right, who is also very met or like very specific in the way that she uses emotion, and you didn't feel the same about Hallie. Who was very explosive with her emotions, or Dylan? And you don't feel the same way about Dylan, who does that, and you don't feel the same way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you only do that with her.
0: It's just so weird.
1: You it's... thought her waterworks were were manipulative, but when Yin Run does it, you think it's fine. Yeah. Why is that? And I really need you to sit with yourself and met and like really. Dig deep and figure out why you assigned nefariousness to the dark-skinned black
0: woman. Right. Uh, let's go to some lighter moments. Because, <laughs> I mean, it was intense and we were very, like, you know. <laughs> it got
1: me heated this oh, week. Like, oh, yeah. I just,
0: I can't. There were a couple, like, sort of, like, uh, small, like, sort of uh, things that I noted. that I thought it was interesting that getting a little background of Jordan that we got, like, uh, offhandedly, uh, where he brings up his dad. And he talks about how he, he refers to him as a... Retired heroin addict. Meaning that he's died from heroin. Um, And and I thought that was really interesting. I also
1: thought it was weird that people were getting mad at him about that. It's like. Oh, were they? Well, people were a little bit like. It's like turned it's, off by it, and like it's, it's like, callous or whatever. But yeah, but it's like number one, it's Jordan. Number two, it's his trauma. He's about to. He's allowed to have dark humor about the trauma he's been through. Yeah, and, and you he, don't get to judge him for that. And
0: I don't think he had much of a relationship with him. And also, so he talked because he brought it up because it's like he has a lot of half brothers. Yeah, and he said the way he puts it, that he that his dad was very generous with his sperm. <laughs> Which is such a fun way to put that. <laughs> uh, but no, I just fa- I thought that was really an interesting depth to his character that I think we hadn't yeah. seen before. Um, one of my favorite just audio moments. So we haven't talked much about like the Big Brother narrator, which is so iconic. Yeah. <laughs> Day 14. 607, <laughs> 7 so, But this was one of my favorite. Carrie has an important question on her mind. And it's just Carrie going... What is a butt plug?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that moment. It was so good. <laughs> Definitely.
0: And then also Carrie oh God, Carrie putting the plastic tray in the oven and it just melted. Oh melting. my god. <laughs> how embarrassed she was. I would be so fucking embarrassed in that house doing that. It's one thing to do it in your home. Yeah. It's like when you have, everyone's relying so heavily on food. Well,
1: especially when she has talked so heavily about, you know, when Dylan finally goes home, I'll take over the cooking because I just don't feel comfortable going in there and cooking when he's in there, but I'm totally happy to go in there and cook, you know, and it's like she's talked a big game this whole time about her cooking ability, and then the first time she does something in the kitchen, it's this. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck, Gary?
0: <laughs> Speaking of cooking, I lo- my favorite uh, confessionals uh, this week were Henry's when he was just ranting about Dylan's cooking and him always cooking. All we eat is chicken, 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 mince, chicken. What about some veal fillets? <laughs> and then at one point it's like, where's the langoustine? Where's the- langoustine? <laughs> langoustine? What part of economy budget
1: do you not understand?
0: Such a pretentious fuck. Oh, God. Um, I also really like uh, in like mo- one of the more serious ones where Trish was talking to Henry and Jordan about her uh, stories and immigrants mm-hmm. coming from another country and like sort of like the trauma that comes with not being fully accepted into your new home and like yeah. sort of having to justify it. I thought – I can't even put into words how she put it. She put it so well and like, yeah. you know, had such an educated view on it where it was like – I. I would encourage people I, I, if the clip is around online to look at it because it 's actually so well put and like, i I really like um I
1: know that like our situation was not the same, but I felt some parallels there mm-hmm. like in the way that we felt like we had to leave Texas because of the politics because we didn 't feel like it was safe there for us anymore, very similar to where her father felt like it was no longer safe for them to stay in their country and they needed to move in order to make a home that was safe. But it's like you, at that point you have to give up ever going home again. Yeah. Like that is something you have to mourn. Like it's one thing moving across town. You can always go back and see the things, but until things change in Texas, i don't feel safe going back there, and yeah. I know you've gone back um once since then, but it's a little bit different um in that you're not visibly queer <laughs> right I am very visibly queer I can pass <laughs> <laughs> um and so it's just it's it's a different um, yeah no. different thing, and so like i very i identified with that part of her story like. Feeling like you have to mourn your home. Yeah. And uh, luckily, we have been very accepted and loved here in Pittsburgh. And we love Pittsburgh. Um, And um, I look forward to staying here forever. (laughs) Um, But I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things you just, it's a little heartbreaking thinking that you'll never go home again. Yeah. Yeah. And I I really identified with that.
0: Um, And then then much lighter, the fact that Chanel thinks there's two moons on Earth. Or multiple moons at the very least, because the one in Australia is up at one point when the...
1: Her tracks have to be attached too tight. Like, there's something going on.
0: (laughs) So it was like, the way they were just like, no, but like... But you understand that like, so I forgot, I think it was even Paul had to be like, so this is how the earth looks. And so the moon's here. And it's like the fact that Paul is like explaining this to you, I was like,
1: I just, I can't, I absolutely can't. Chanel,
0: sweetie. (laughs) No. Um, so we got the nominations for the week, uh, cause it's, and it's going to be a double eviction,
1: but I don't think they've told the house that yet.
0: No, they haven't.
1: So there ends up being four people up for eviction and it's exactly who you think it's going to be. It is Dylan and Trish and Naki and Paul.
0: Yeah. I, I I'm glad it was Paul and not Olivia. Cause as, as I much, was
1: thinking it could have been Olivia. As
0: much as Olivia annoyed me this week, I'm like, Paul needs to be fucking nominated. He has yeah. skirted it way too fucking long. And like, yeah, I think uh, I, well, I, I don't want to make predictions because I can tend to be wrong. I would be shocked if Dylan doesn't go home. My worry is who goes home with him. Right. And my hope is that it's Paul. Paul has basically said, I'm ready to see my family. So, well, and we've bye. had, <laughs> and we've had get Paul out chance. Like lightly, it's not going to be as intense. It it was not as intense as what we're going to get this week with the get Dylan out chance. He is going to get booed the fuck out. And the and we didn't talk about it, but the craziest thing is because he survived the 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 killer nomination eviction, he was also being like, well, they saved me twice. So you know, clearly you're wrong with the public. Blah blah blah. As if Trish hasn't already been saved as well before. Right. But he's he's so. Confident, the public is on his side in this, right? And I am going to be so happy when those chants start and we get to see the look on his fucking face. Well, and you you heard his tune change
1: as as soon as he was up for elimination again. Yeah, he started talking about, oh, well, I'm definitely going home. Like it's like fuck off. Yeah. Um. Also, we didn't mention it earlier, but like, I'm glad that Paul is back up for eviction because in the secret killer nominations. They they put oh, Olivia yeah. up because they were frustrated about how Olivia is around Paul. Then send Paul home. Why yeah. are you putting Olivia up? <laughs> I was like, what? if Paul is the problem, get rid of the problem. I don't I don't understand.
0: That was it. so confusing.
1: I was so confused, but it was also in the middle of the night and they were sleep deprived and like they not were... enough
0: to where Nucky couldn't uh, like get her hair fully. <laughs> like she was like, I know I'm going to be in front of cameras. Yeah. I don't care if it's four a.m. <laughs>
1: That was such an iconic moment. (laughs) It's like, bitch, I'm going to (laughs) serve.
0: It was a real serve. Um, But that was Big Brother for the week. Uh, Yeah, rooting for Dylan and Paul to get out of there. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so that'll be exciting to see.
1: All right, let's talk tops and bottoms. We've got Dancing with the Stars. We've got House of Villains, or as I like to call it, Hoville. And we've got Big Brother UK. How how are you thinking, babe?
0: Um, I'll start with my top. Uh, I'm going to give it to Tanisha over on House of Villains. Okay. She really, like was a great like you said a great narrator for this episode i thought she um really moved story along. i was rooting for her at the end of the day in terms of like winning the competition possibly um yeah i think she was just a delightful part that really like like she she really kind of came into her own this episode and we got to see more of sort of like where her placement is going to be in the house and and she was funny and confessional and like i really really enjoyed everything she brought um, uh, to a slightly degree more than Tiffany. I want Tiffany to kind of step it up a little bit more Yeah. in terms of at least like dialogue. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, I think I really just think she's feeling under the weather is what's going on.
0: Yeah, that could be it. Um, my bottom, I'm going to, I'm, it's not the bottom that you would think from big, big brother UK, but I'm going to give it a Jenkin. Okay. I've, I've really started to settle into the fact that I think Jenkin is really coasting. And at at best he's coasting, at worst he's really getting annoying in terms of like the shit talking, yeah, and then like accusing other people of shit talking. Well, like, and
1: it it seems very much like he's trying to like turn public favor. That's yeah, what it feels like. You can't force it. Yeah.
0: And that's the issue. It's like you're forcing it way too much, and it just needs to feel more natural and real. Yeah. And I want to get to know you, actually, and I feel like we were three weeks in, and I don't know much about Jenkins Other than he talks shit all the time. Yeah, that's my issue. Uh, what about you, babe? What are your tops and bottoms? Um,
1: Well, mine are exactly what you think they are. <laughs> um, so my bottom for the week is Dylan. Fuck that guy. Get him out. Britain, do your thing. Vote for Dylan to go the fuck home. It's it's that simple. Because we're really tired of it. Like he's like borderline abusive in the house and it's just really it's it's toxic and it's creating a I mean it's creating drama, sure, but it's creating very intense drama and it's honestly I don't want to see Trish to keep getting ganged up on like this. And I feel like that's just going to be his laser focus if he stays in
0: the house. Yeah, I think so.
1: Um, and so I'm just, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of him using, um, he's trying to weaponize race against Trish and Naki. And I just, I I felt like that was gross. Um, and I love that Matt, that Maddie really called that out when he put him up, when he nominated him for, for eviction, he was like, he crossed a line. Um, and that. That means that it doesn't matter what else is happening. He's going up for eviction. There is no coming back from that. Right. And um. And I I really appreciated that in that moment, even though I kind of wish Maddie had done more during the argument itself. Um. But that's just me. Um. And the other person is also exactly who you would spe- expect, and that is Trish, because that woman. God damn it! She just. <laughs> she and she shouldn't have had to she shouldn't have had to like be that strong and that powerful because black women are constantly put in that situation right where they have to stand up for themselves because no one else will yeah and they are constantly forced to be strong like black women deserve the space to also be soft they shouldn't have to be strong all the time. They shouldn't have to be hard all the time. And yet they are constantly under attack in our society. And they are constantly put in a position where they don't have an option other than to constantly be on the defense. And that in and of itself also plays into that racist narrative, right, of, of the aggression, right? It gets turned back on them. Their defensive self gets turned back on them in a way that paints them as aggressive and paints them as shit stirrers and all of this other negative bullshit Mm -hmm. that is just that bullshit. Because if we would leave them the fuck alone for three seconds, we would be able to see that there's so much more there, right, than these racist stereotypes that we paint them with. Yeah. And – I I love how how soft she is with Henry and with Yenran and with Jordan and I love seeing that side of her. I love that we've gotten to see that side. Um and it's it's beautiful to see all the different sides of her because I feel like she's been painted into a box and she's done everything she can to completely demolish that box and really show us that black women are multitudes, you know, they are everything that everybody else is, you know, and they have the full breadth of humanity, just like every, everyone else does. Um, and I really just love that she has decided to just be herself and fuck everyone else and fuck everyone else's expectations on her And um, it's just, it's really inspiring and beautiful to watch. Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode of A Gay and His Envy.
0: Join us next time for more of our recaps and hot takes. And be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening. And check us out on our social media at A Gay and His Envy on all the platforms.
1: A special shout out to Shane Ivers who wrote Pulsar, the song we use for our theme. I'm Eamon. I'm Merlin.
2: And And we're we're out. out. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network.